What is phase two? New day is done. The day of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Gathered from around the galaxy comes the world's greatest comic book fans, all in one terrific podcast. It's the Power Cosmic Podcast. With your host with the most, the man who puts on Terrific Con, the world's greatest Comic Con every August at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut, Mitch Halleck. Joining Mitch each week will be an assembly of his terrific super friends. Join them as they talk about comic books, movies, and more. It's the Power Cosmic Podcast. Power Cosmic Podcast. Hey everybody, it's your old pal Mitch Halleck, the producer of Terrificon, Connecticut's Terrific Comic Con, coming your way at the Mohegan Sun this August 14th to the 16th, 2020. Also, CT GamerCon happening March 21st to 22nd, 2020 at Mohegan Sun. If you are still looking for a Christmas present or a Hanukkah present or whatever kind of present for your friends and comic book fans and video game fans on your Christmas list, don't forget... You can get tickets right now to either show or both show at Ticketmaster.com, Mohegan Sun Box Office, or comic book stores and other places. Check the websites for details. We're going to sit back and listen right now as Jerry Ordway and I discuss a bunch of things, including the new Watchmen TV show and a bunch of other things in this almost holiday special edition of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Remember, keep reading comic books. Goodbye. All right. I'll try not to. It's recording now. Yes. See, that's me. Now you say okay. something. I'm saying something. I'm still at a lower level than you. That's because I have. There, I'll even put Which it. Which side is the here. microphone on? It's oh, both. it's on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. We're doing a sound check here on the primitive. Uh, I could spend the money. But then Sunday, it, Sunday, uh, Sunday. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Power Cosmic Podcast. We'll both talk like this for the whole thing. Like uh, yeah, yeah. My Dragon Ball hurts. Z. <laughs> <laughs> and then Goku. You know, you, you, your mouth doesn't match up to the words. <laughs> right, right. It's been well, that's true in life. <laughs> I swear to God, now I keep thinking I know who that woman is, but I don't. Yeah. It's one of those things you go, I know that person. Yeah. Do I or don't I? Yeah. Anyway. Today's episode. The Power Cosmic Girl. The Power Cosmic Girl. <laughs> I don't think you can say it. Is the Invisible Woman now called Invisible Woman or Invisible Girl? I, have, I think she's been Invisible Woman For since a long her. time. Yeah, so yeah. he did that. That was him? Yeah. Oh. He made her more powerful. He did. When John was on the yeah. FF, he, he made her a real powerful character, even though she always had it. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting story. You remember you've read. read like, oh, I know. They always said she was at, the most powerful. She could make an invisible bubble go in your right. brain and but do you, explode you, your if you, Like when the Kirby Collector started coming out, yeah, from Two Moros, which is a great, is a great, it book, is a good publisher. They would print the Kirby pages in pencil form, and you could see all of his margin his notes, notes that he left yeah. for Stan Lee, yeah. to write from because it was all plotted and drawn on the same page. And he'd have stuff like Sue Storm would be like, you know, fighting some battle and. 
being like really proactive in the story. Yeah. And then when you look at the printed book, Stan would write about her talking about curtains or, oh, gee, I hope Reed will be home for time for dinner or something. It was just like a weird, you know, like he was taking whatever progressive thing she, that, that Kirby as was we, doing. As the show airs near December 20th, which would have been <laughs> Stanley's 96th birthday, Jerry Ordway is putting a little dig in there. Not, Leave no. Stan the man alone, will I'm you? I'm not trying you to know there's dig. Gonna I'm just saying that show it's funny. That, yeah, I saw that. They I saw that, that, yeah. That was filmed uh, the Monday after no one, Comic-Con. No one wanted I to interview me. No. I worked with him a couple times. Exactly. I worked with him on the he has League fond memories of, the Justice of League. Gary Ordway. That's right. Gary Ordbach. And I worked with him on the Fantastic Four, uh, was it the 25th anniversary? No. 86? Yeah, yeah, 25th. So yeah, it was yeah, on yeah, the 25th yeah. anniversary thing. All right. That's not the reason why we're here. What is the reason why we're here? Jerry, we are going to... Oh, you know what? I'm going to tell you something right now. We're going to talk uh, no, about no, no, TV no, no, right shows. Now. No, 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 no. This is an interesting question. Because I was just talking about how I used to have to dress in an office with a shirt and tie. I went yeah, to yeah. Catholic school. Yeah. I had to wear a shirt and tie every day. Then I went to Catholic high school. I had to wear a sports jacket. Right. Then I got a job. And I had to wear a shirt and tie, even though it was an art department. They wanted us to look like right. corporate stuff. Right. And now that I work out of my house and there's right. nobody there all day, and you work out of your yes. studio, do you have this compulsion to dress appropriately? Because my wife sometimes goes, do you own any shirts that do not have a <laughs> logo or some type of cartoon character on them? And I said, listen to me. I paid my dues. I wore the conservative <laughs> I look. The I gave. I wore my shirt and tie and yeah. all that. So now I'm like, yeah. And the fact that there's such a a plethora, a plethora, plethora, plethora yes. of clothing. Yeah, there's that there, had, didn't that never that had this yeah, stuff. I'm that. like, you would have to kill to find a Superman logo T-shirt yeah. or a Batman yeah. one until '89, and then yeah. everything was Batman. Yeah. But even then, I think this new craziness. I would say mid '80s is when it start, DC maybe, started. Really dynamic forces stuff. and no, no. Before that, they would do big store chains. Really, they had Superman. They had they did sweatshirts in '86. That was part of you think uh, it was the, 80s? Of the style guide. I still have sweatshirts. Oh, okay, from all right, that time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. But Marvel. I don't Marvel, know. Marvel didn't have the name brand recognition. No, they didn't have time. a big company either. To they were. Yeah, Spider-Man became a little bigger during that era. But not but the was, rest. Uh, it was about like everybody knew the Superman logo. You didn't have to have a figure on it. Yeah. Everybody pretty much knew Batman as pretty well. Pretty much, yeah. So those were like emblems that yeah. could be yeah. screen printed on a shirt, and you know. No, but I'm saying the other characters. The only shirts I remember were the Marvel ones, where I think they were John Romita artwork. Yep. Like the Hulk was running with his hand out, and Captain oh, yeah. America had the shield. But I think they were all either Kirby stock images or yeah, well, the, Romita the Hulk, ones. The Hulk image was on. Wasn't on the Treasury edition? Yeah. And it was Kirby ink by Romita. I oh, was that what that yeah, looked I thought like? It was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they always had that John Romita look. Yeah. Every, everything looked like John yeah. Romita. Captain America was running well, smiling yeah, yeah. with the shield. I was yeah. like, yeah, that's his. And Spider-Man was the classic Spidey I think that started in running. the 70s with bands. Rock bands? The rock bands did t-shirts, tour shirts. And that, you know, Grateful Dead, all the, the classic the, the t-shirts were yeah. sold. But it was Before like that, secret, you didn't see no, it in the didn't. store because they didn't. There wasn't a. There wasn't no comic it. book stores either. When I went to high school, yeah, and you're, I'm a couple years older than you. You are. I yeah, was in decades, high school yeah. from like '71 to whatever '75. Right. Whatever four. You're on years the four-year plan. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> but we were if you said I was in wear... high school from seventy one to seventy eight, I'd be like, no, Jerry yeah. was in the special schools. Yes. Yeah. I liked it so much. I did it I, twice. I say, yeah. No, but we we were our, we had a dress code at the school. We didn't have to yeah. wear a tie. We had to wear a collar shirt. Yes. And if you had it, there was no way you could wear a, any kind of t shirt that had anything on it. Right. Except on school well, casual pride Friday. Day. No, school pride day. You had to wear. You could wear a boys tech purple with oh, their okay. color purple and gold. Yeah. Then you could have a tech shirt, but you could you couldn't wear blue jeans mm-hmm. at school. It oh, was no, a dress no, code. No, 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 no. So when I got out of school, yeah, I wore nothing but blue jeans. Yeah. But when I worked in commercial art, I had to wear the collar shirt. It was pretty much the same thing. I had to wear no, a no, collar no, no, shirt, no, no, that's why. and I had to wear like some kind of non-blue jean yeah. pants. Yeah. You know. No, but I remember dungarees. We called them. Yes. Everything called them jeans now, but as a yeah. kid, they were dungarees, and you well, could not wear can- those. They're canvas. They were like. Working man's clothes. I know. I saw a whole Jeff Goldblum special about jeans the other day on the oh, Disney yeah, thing. He Levi, talked about, yeah, the, the, the guy, yeah, yeah. they're the, the worth he a made fortune. It out of, he made it out of, like, what, sale canvas or something? Yeah, and the reason why is he had a fat, oh, I'm sorry, large customer, and he used the rivets yeah. instead of thread to right. keep the, the things from ripping. Yeah, yeah. And that's how that whole reinforced. Levi's reinforced yeah. jeans, yeah. But anyway, and they're valuable too. The money that people pay for yeah. old jeans, and then I didn't realize how they ruin the environment because the indigo dye oh. that they use to make the cotton wove. And do you know how much the world's population wears jeans? That was amazing to me. What? Where's denim? Eighty percent? No, it was fifty. Okay. I thought even fifty was high. No, because it's our gen. I mean, no, our it's generation. all around the world though. It's not just the United States. But I'm just saying, like, Japan, if you go out. Yeah. The weird thing is when They I last go out, forever Being over 60 at this yeah, point yeah, yeah. When I go to a store Or I'm at a mall Or something you see jeans I'll everywhere. look at other people And I'll go Well there's an old guy And he's dressed in Tennis shoes And, and blue jeans Yes And I think That You know When I was a kid today. Old guys wore suits Oh no I know And leather shoes yeah. You know what I mean it Well no no like It does that. take me back Because I think about that When I go out now if we're going to a restaurant, I'll wear a collar shirt or something. But, yeah, I mean, but you like, wear yeah. what you're used to wearing is what it But do you think it ages you? Because we go to comic book conventions. I never wore balloon pants. What are balloon pants? You mean parachute pants? Well, you remember the, was it like that the, was the 80s. The, the, that was the zip. Can't MC touch Hammer. that and stuff. Yeah, yeah that was, yeah. weren't they called parachute pants? Right, whatever. I balloon think pants. Balloon oh, pants. Oh, I'm good. You wore jowpers. I wore jowpers back in the day, like a limo driver. Actually, I did wear those in a play once. But that's the thing is that you wear what you're comfortable with, but there's certain fads that have passed through forever. Well, no, you have right now, as you described, you have the flannel shirt. That's kind of Midwest timeless. I mean, I see pictures of guys yeah. in the 50s, George Lucas, those guys. Right, but that's they always wear flannel a, shirts. Right, and it went out for a while, and then it came back. It did? Yeah, it was not, it was not a popular thing during the 80s. No, in the 80s, I remember wearing rugby shirts. In the 70s, shirts. you could have them, but the, yeah. Yeah, and then those little Izod shirts, the little polos shirts, with yeah, the yeah. collars, the popped yeah. collar yeah. and stuff like that. And then that went. You know, it's funny to go look but back. But I remember flare pants. That was a big thing in the pants? 70s. Well, you know, bell, bell bottoms. bottoms. Yeah, yeah. Flares were like the more civilized version of bell bottoms. What's the difference? Well, f- flares were. Well, they come out if they don't know what we're talking about. They flares they, were they generally big pleated, at the whereas bell bottoms were usually jeans. Wait, they had pleated of, jeans? No, they weren't jeans. They were nicer material. Oh, okay, okay. And they were usually striped, or they had some. You could even get like the you know the patterns. Uh, what do they call them? Just some like of the, the bee floral jeans patterns wear. and stuff. Yeah. It was yeah. something like the Stones would wear in 1970 or whatever. You'd look back and you'd see that. Oh, okay. I so don't remember flares, that. You know, bell bottoms were more 
widespread because they yeah. were generally every blue jean or denim type pants. I remember red. Flares were more dressy. Red was a big thing. I had red jeans. And we all wore flare pants because boots were big then. Yeah, everybody so had boots. So you had boots. Yeah. You could have like calf size cow or calf height cowboy boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't put roll them. You'd have to tuck, you wouldn't tuck your pants into them. No, 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 no. Like, but I see kids nowadays with tucked yeah. pants. But that's the thing though. So, so well, in what? 30 years, You'll see old people wearing like clothes that were popular. We thought were like, oh, that's kind of flamboyant. No, so but anyway, going back to the T-shirt thing, it's very it's easy. I can walk into any Walmart or Target or any or or Macy's or even a higher end store. They all have superhero themed. Yeah, they got like twelve, fifteen different versions of Star Wars and you know Yukio and all that stuff. So it's become a thing now, but. Is there like a stigma about it? Like, oh, you can't Not wear anymore. that. No, I mean, you're in your sixties. Yeah. I'm in my fifties. I don't mind wearing this. Yeah. I mean, you, think about it. When but that's my working clothes. I almost look at it like when I go to conventions. Yeah. I almost I always wear a Trificon shirt because yeah. they expect to see. Oh, that's the Trificon guy. Well, in the eighties, yeah. yeah. in yes. the eighties, there was a period of time where the uh, jackets. The, the, like the, the Miami coach, Vice with you, the rolled you could up roll sleeves, up yeah. they're made of like yeah. linen or something. Yeah, yeah, linen jackets. Yeah, you yeah. De- definitely had to push the sleeves up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Um, and then people were, started wearing jackets with T-shirts, which was kind of yeah. unheard of. Well, that was the but whole that Don became Johnson kind of a holiday look. thing. Yeah. I mean, a holiday like a Hollywood, Hollywood kind thing, of thing yeah. to wear a T-shirt. Sharon still gets me now because if I wear like a like a black T-shirt with a thing on it and a sports jacket, she goes, right. "Oh, she goes." What are you? You look like a, ru- a record promoter from the '80s and stuff because that's what they would wear. Like the, they'd have the band. And Who then are you, the, Michael Moore? The, the, the manager. I believe the guy with the. Uh, what was the movie Spinal Tap? Oh yeah. The manager had that uh, wicket right. from uh, what's the cricket or something? Right, the cricket right, bat. Right, right, right. And he'd just yeah, hello, and just show up with it. It's like why? What's that weird? Because he could. Why is he wearing that? But no, because now I see people wearing superhero stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean, literally, I can go to any mall and see. 20 Batman shirts. Batman seems to be the most popular one. But what's actually more telling and interesting to me is like I'm reading the New York Times and I'll see some story about some tragedy in Bangladesh. And they're wearing a Batman shirt. Somebody in there wearing a Superman or a Batman shirt. I know, that always freaked me out too. It's a worldwide thing. No, New York Yankee caps used to be the weird thing. Like they'd show you like South Africa and there's like some famine and there's some guy in the background always with a New York Yankee hat. I'm like, where did he get that? I mean, does he even know what he's wearing? You know? I was like, do they trade this for food? I don't know. Not to be insensitive. No, but I always be, why is there a Yankee? I would guess that stuff also when it's culture. No, I was thinking about this. When stuff is donated. Yeah. It's they don't possible have a choice. it could yeah. go to a good cause, like yeah, people yeah, yeah, yeah. where they may not have access to actual clothes, right? Or non, you know, what I mean. So, so that's a good thing, but it does get that. No, message but is out. It, did you walk around now and then notice that people wearing shirts that have your artwork on it? That must I'll be weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I made that Aquaman shirt well, or the Shazam shirt. A that's couple my of years artwork. ago, there was a movie. Was it called Paul? Yeah. Had, oh yeah, uh, they went the to a comic convention. Thing? Yeah, with Simon. Well, uh, Simon. What's his name? The English yeah, guy. Yeah, we're both doing that. No, he's your from buddy, Star Trek. You know, your you buddy. Know, the guy. The, guy, the English guy. <laughs> Simon Leach? No, he was on uh, Life Size Earth. <laughs> yeah. Neil Simon? No, that's the guy there. <laughs> no. Paul Simon? No, that's the singer. <laughs> King Simon? Simple Simon. <laughs> no, but he had, he had like a... damn it. What the hell's his name? Yeah, I know. Who, but he Simon. played, right. He was, he was uh, Scotty in the Star right. Trek. Right. Um, 
And he was also on... Um, but the more we think about it, the less it'll come no, out. No, but he was just in that other show that was on the miniseries. Oh, yeah. He, he played the kid's right father. The, the Boys. Yeah. The Boys, yeah. yeah. But he, anyways... His Simon Pegg. Right. His Thank character, you. I believe, had a flash shirt on during this and that was movie. Flash? And it was a flash drawing I'd done. Oh. So it was kind of like, oh, cool. Yeah. I don't. You can't imagine somebody's going to be in a movie without some no, consideration. No, but you go, I drew to, that, though. Yeah, but it's just interesting that... Someone had to choose. I know that. it's not a, random. Yeah, someone had to choose that shirt from a bunch of other. That was kind of cool, though. I think you're weird, though, because I saw a kid wear a Comic Con shirt, the name that we can't mention anymore, that I had made in 2012. Yeah, and he was wearing it. It was like a picture of Chewbacca smashing a landscape. Oh yeah, like I action that. Comics. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's wearing. It. I walked up and I go, "I made that shirt." And they look at you like you're right, nuts. Right. So like, what are you, the printer? No, right. I drew that. That's, I, I didn't know you're quite a seamstress. I know. All these years. But there's no. But I don't see. I don't see my wife. She doesn't wear logo shirts. Yeah. She'll just wear like a color. Yeah. I think it's based on people's own style. Yeah. But even when she's like off duty. Off duty. Yes. When she's not. Casual, no. At what home, is, what's her casual wear? She'll have like a sweatshirt and like. She doesn't wear jeans. She does wear she jeans. jeans. Yeah, okay. if we go out, but there's no, there's no logo. She's not wearing. She's, she doesn't collect anything. Right. There's no like, oh, I have to go out and. Right. I don't know what you would be into, Ms. Marvel. I don't know. Does she have like? No, she wants does she have shirts shows. that have shoes on them. No, she does like shoes. <laughs> I know. I'm she saying, loves like, shoes. You love comics. You like shirts that have comic. No, characters what's the show on she watches? That she Mrs. would have like Manolo Blahniks or no, whatever. No, no, she watches <laughs> the Crown. She watches the Crown. Does she have a shirt with a crown on it? Yeah. Or See, Mrs. Marble? Is that she's what it's called? She's not a pop culture person. No, what is that? Mrs. Mabel? Mrs. Marble? The one that's on Amazon won all these awards. Mrs. Maisel. Mrs. Maisel. Yes. She'll watch that. Right, right. But she'll just watch and be done with it. Right, she's not she like going to go read about right, it. Right. She's you know? not buying into the licensing aspect of it. No. As, I don't she's think they license the crown. She's not like no. infected with that sickness that we no, have. No. Like, where you go, oh, oh I must channel. buy the soundtrack to that movie. What is that about? Because listen... I said for years I hated those Funko Pop things. Yeah. I, I never understood the, the design, the now big you built eyes. built a wing on your house with them. No, it's just because they came out with um, the Marvel 80th anniversary. Right. They came out with the X-Men, the, yeah. the original X-Men. So you bought those? Because they were cool looking. Because yeah. it's like, first no, off, cool you don't see but anything. they're not flat like a comic. You can't no, put but, 50 yeah, of them No, bottom. no, but the, you know the original Jack Kirby, yellow and blue? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The original X-Men. Right. That's you've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen any figures of those characters yeah. or any books or yeah. well, I mean comic books. Yeah. But the fact that they came out with them, it was so buy two thrilled. get one free. Right. They were eight dollars each, right. so there was five of them because you had Iceman, Cyclops, Marvel Girl, Beast, Beast, and Angel. Angel. And Angel comes on a what little about stand. Professor X. There's no Professor X. There should uh -huh. be a Professor X. But it was just so cool Generic. because it was so. Well, here's how they get you, though. Figure. Here's how they get you. <laughs> They're coming out with a whole series of the 80th anniversary of Marvel. Right. So they came out with a Galactus. I go, oh, you got to get Galactus. And is it tall? Is it big? It's a little taller than the yeah. other one. Then there's a Doctor Doom. You go, oh, you got to get Galactus Doctor should Doom. should be like, like five feet it tall. It should be, but it, you know, they should. <laughs> But now they're like they know their market because they know there's like right. that compulsion, that OCD. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, well, I gotta get them all now because oh, well, they have Spider-Man, but it's not. It's the Ditko right. Spider-Man right. where he's in the black and the red right. Right. with the webs under the arm right. from the original Amazing Fantasies. Yeah. It's just I don't know what it is. It's like they well, but the because we never have, had this stuff. Yeah. Is that why? Comic companies have played off that for years though. That's what the whole allure of multiple covers. Because they know that your OCD, your brain is going to go. No, I don't I get a lot of varying one covers. Of I'll go but, look through them and find the one I like. But a lot of people one. have to have every. No, one I don't of them. like that. And that always feels like they're abusing. You the know what makes sense? I wish I didn't do. You know the uh, Immortal Hulk. Which have you read that yet? Yeah. 
Alex Ross, who's one of the best artists in the world. He's been doing great. He yeah, does great covers for him. Yeah. But I would go into the comic shop, and he does the basic cover. Yeah. But they'd have variants. Yeah. And I'd go, oh, this is a nice artist, because I usually look for Ron Lim, or if you're doing a right, cover, right. I'll pick up people I know's artwork. Right. The Alex Ross ones are worth more money in the secondary market. Are they? Yeah. Because uh, I always Ross. prefer to buy them anyway. No, but. I know, but you're, you're smart to do that because yeah. I go to look at the prices on eBay. Yeah. The Alex Ross covers are worth like four times more than huh. the regular ones. So if you bought Immortal Hulk number 12, which I did when they had the 80th anniversary of Marvel, it was a Captain America um, Phil Noto cover. Right. $3. Okay. If you get if you bought the, the regular right. Alex Ross cover, 30 bucks. Really? And I'm like, why didn't I buy the regular? Wow. But it just depends on the artist, though. Unless you bought all the copies, which yeah, yeah. there's no... I mean, it's $4 a book. Why well, we're just seeing that the, they were just revealing some images for Wonder Woman anniversary It's $7.50, issue. yeah. Jenny Frischen just put and, herself. Um, I some saw, nice covers. Yeah, again, I'm left out of it. But, or, you, but, you, but you're not out. I've done Wonder Woman. Oh, I was going to say it. But then again, Jenny's not I mean, how many out. issues... Some of these... That's what I'm saying. Like 750 I, I didn't get a, an Action Comics one either, so... I know. We won't get into that. Know, but I'm just saying... Everybody so it's was another one, but I'm why. looking at all these all these variants, and I was thinking, well, that's kind of cool, but how many... Like, didn't they do... Oh, the like, Batman. They did they 80 did of them. more of the Batman oh. one than they did of Action, and then how many... And the stores got stuck with them. I know shops... how are they going to do with these? I don't think they're going to print a lot. But it is their 80th anniversary, yeah. and... I mean, I I would, it would be good if it sold as well as action or detective because, you know. No, it's it's a hard sell, though, because you're, if you're the comic shop owner, I don't know how they do the sales now. Yeah. I think you have to buy so many of each book to get a certain cover. And those are expensive. And they're to, like to, $7 to $10 yeah, a Yeah, they're piece. very expensive to stockpile. You don't want to get stuck with those because no. that's taking no. up space that no yeah. one's going to get, you know. But I saw one, I think last week, that, that Stanley Art Germ. Oh, really? Is it Art Germ? Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, he that's what he goes two. by. Yeah, he had one that was like a sketch variant, or a black and white variant, or no, one was a flat color looking variant, yeah. and then one that was painted. Yeah, and people were picking apart the flat color one, saying they would never do this pose in like the seventies, oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like a back shot, very sexy. Which but book was it? For Cat Wonder Woman. Woman. Oh, it was Wonder Woman. No, for oh, the Wonder oh, Woman anniversary. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, but it was a beautiful image. Right. But it was definitely cheesecake. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like, well, they really didn't do that type of thing. Yeah. You know, they would have, obviously, other stuff, but they didn't do, like, someone You know what's so funny? There's, I'm watching YouTube now that I can figure out how to use my smart TV after all these years, and they have an artist on there. I should send you the link. He reviews covers oh, really? and stuff, and he talks about things, yeah. and there was an f- Italian artist who got in trouble a couple years ago for the Spider-Woman cover oh, yeah, he yeah. did. No, that was... Um, he said he doesn't know, one, he doesn't know why Marvel hired the guy because he's known to do very sexy... Milo Manara. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah who's but known they, all of his graphic what, novel stuff is, is all, nudes and Yeah, that's what he stuff. said. So he goes, so there's a picture of Spider-Woman... Yeah, very sex... I mean, on, it, on the thing. extreme. He's and done... He, yeah, but he showed how the costumes work. He goes, look, here's how fabric works. If you have, like... You know, he goes, just put your glove on in between two fingers. It doesn't wrap around the way right. it did. He goes, this but, is basically a nude figure right. just painted red to say right. it's his costume and in defense of that okay in defense of that not that I'm no but this guy was going how right. he was outraged that about. guy's a Milo a brilliant a artist tremendous Gorgeous. artist yeah it's all sex he, yeah. his, all, his whole thing is about sexy nude women and so stories. it's not how the fabric it's not lays like on the body yeah. the, right they hired him this is what he's known for. So they should they be surprised him. when he the brings The company shouldn't be surprised, but then that's also what an editor would do, right? Yeah. 
but it, that's a separate but show. But also, the pose is yes. the pose is awkward because it's a female character. Correct. But if you look at the pose, the pose is really no different than a Todd McFarlane and male Spider-Man. That's what they did. They compared so it to Spider-Man. It's the same exact pose. Right. It's just the difference in, okay, now it's a female and that you're reading into more, more sexual than, than you yeah, would yeah. if it's Spider-Man. They literally his, put a Spider-Man right. shot side by side. He does They're the same identical. pose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's in the eye of the beholder that right. you're you're finding something else in here that's it's, maybe not there it's a, a standard superhero Spider-Man type pose yeah but that was even a couple of years ago that was a couple of years yeah. ago I don't know where I was going with this but oh yeah we are talking about variant covers yeah, yeah. and I was telling you what's worth stuff and things yeah, like, like that yeah like I did a um, when I do a ver- when I do a cover yeah I always think of what is appropriate for don't the story don't you do like a pinup cover I did a you did the Captain America one. He was running with a flag. Yeah. It was a generic... Well, it's because I didn't have a story at the time. Yeah, but you knew that it was, was going to be a one-shot. So, you know... But Tom Brevoort had said, here's what we're looking for. Something yeah, patriotic. patriotic, right. Because it came out on the 3rd of July. It came on the... Yeah, we right. know that, yeah. Um, I just did the... Well, I, I did a cover for Archie... Submariner. Archie 1955. Yeah. And I was... You know, like, when you do a cover like that, I immediately think, like, okay, what's going to evoke Archie 1955? Yeah, hot So ride. I immediately thought of Marlon like Brando Fonzie. and the Wild Ones. With the, the Wild the Motorcycle gangs were being... No, it was, I think it was the, no, wild the Wild Ones. The Wild Ones is the Western, the Wild Ones is the, the wild Motorcycle. Ones. So yeah. it's like the 50s are known for that kind of right. youth rebellion yeah. and motor... So that was what my cover was. Yeah, a lot and, of leather uh, jackets and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because that's appropriate. Like, I, I just did the cover for the Submariner yeah. story that I'm working on, and it's set in 1944... Or forty-five, right after the war, I'm like, I want to evoke that, but I don't want to ape a yeah, style. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I found something like Did an it image, like an Alex Schumberger. It's kind of like a Joe Manili. Oh kinda, yeah, that oh, era. Joe was great. Yeah, yeah. So it's Fell off a train, but it was that type of thing, and it feels like it's appropriate too. So if you want it, you're going to go. Oh, that fits with the story. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't do that. They just do whatever they're like going to do. Pinup cover. Yeah. yeah, it's like okay, here's my. Like pinup. when you did that Captain America book a couple months ago with Roy Thomas, there was your cover, there was the Ron Lynn cover, yeah. and then there was another guy's Patrick cover. Zercher did Patrick Zercher. Patrick, we did a variation of a Gil Kane cover. Yeah. yeah. But Ron Lim, great guy, been yeah. to show. I love his art. It was just a generic cap yeah. beating up somebody had really nothing to but do they with it. But covers, he, he probably didn't know either what the story was. But those covers are all, right, they're all solicited at the time when maybe they finally, they're, they, the editor probably knew what the story was going to be about. Yeah. But it's like maybe they don't want this to be story specific. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I hear but sometimes works, they have a drawer always, full of art. Like Neil Adams gave me a cover of Batman or a picture of Batman that he then sells to DC that they use for a variant cover. Because it's just a generic picture of Batman yeah. climbing up the side of a building yeah, yeah. with a rope. So, you know. Well, because they're doing that type of image now. I mean, yeah, I know. DC days, does a lot of that. You couldn't really stockpile cover ideas because covers usually had to do with the whatever story, the story yeah. was. Yeah. When did they stop putting word balloons on the covers and why was that? I don't know. I think that's... I think it's a 2000 thing. I would guess it's more to do with, oh, we don't want to feel old-fashioned or something. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I used to like I that, I mean, they though. stopped using um, word... Uh, Thought balloons, yeah, and they changed the captions. Yeah, in other words, and they stopped was, using the around, editor's notes. That was around that same time because I remember when I was doing stuff for Marvel. Ooh. It was around two thousand one, two thousand something like that. And they, they stopped s- doing thought balloons. It was like, oh, you can't do footnotes anymore. Yeah, footnotes are gone you, because they were considered old fashioned. Yeah, but, but you couldn't do thought balloons yeah. because they were considered like kind of old fashioned and phony. So I don't. I mean, you don't mind the it. narrative caption. As long as you can still get into the character's head, it's fine. Yeah, I don't mind it as like when I'm writing stuff. 
the narrative caption feels like, you know, that was also like a new thing in the 80s. Like when I was, when I was writing Superman, yeah. uh, I liked using the narrative caption because yeah. I really loved how Alan Moore had done it yeah, on yeah, Miracle yeah. Man, yeah. Marvel Man, right. um, the British stuff. And, and Frank Miller had used it on Daredevil. And yeah, it was you know. like a, an effective, it felt more like a true, like a Nick, Mickey Spillane kind of thing where you yeah, had, yeah, you yeah. Know, the, you're into the character's head. And it, it truly would have been weird, like if you put word, not word balloons, but if you put thought bubbles, yeah. thought balloons, those were such a distinct, almost tied to what Roy Lichtenstein aped when he did his fine art paintings. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the, the, those balloons became kind of like a, oh, look, it's comics, as much as pow, wham, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah, type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, stock. So yeah. I understand people want to get away from it, but then, you know, it becomes, it's still part of a valid part of that communication. You know? Oh, I was talking to the guy that was on the show a couple weeks ago, Ryder Windham, when he was talking about being an editor. He said he hated those little narratives because it was so, like, a, it was a cop-out. Like, the story wasn't telling itself that you had to, like, hit the people over the head. Uh, like, oh. meanwhile, in a dark warehouse on the right. other side well, of town. He's caption. like, you should be able to see that from the imagery. Yeah. You should have to tell people, yeah. hey, stupid, this is happening yeah. the day after. And that, I mean, when I, I started in 81, when I started penciling, 81, yeah. 82, that was a big thing too. Was that, you know, do we really need? Because you're showing a picture of it. Well, you because that, to say that, it. that was also in relation to the supposed audience being older. Right. Was that you didn't need to write to a six-year-old or five-year-old level. It's like okay, they can see that's the newspaper office. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to write. But it's it's also in, storytelling-wise, it's valid to identify your location because yeah. again, you want the reader to know this What's is happening on? here. Yeah. It's not. And that's sometimes falls on the artist if they're not smart enough or diligent enough to draw something that looks effectively like an office as yeah. opposed to someone's living room. Right. You'd be like, wait, where's this happening? Why is Clark Kent, you know, opening his shirt and revealing his costume? Is he in the middle of the? You know what I mean? No, 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 no. But he was. But saying... that's all story stuff. There's ways of doing anything. I mean, there's ways. Of, I mean, you can use the kind of fakey old word thought balloons or whatever yeah, 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 yeah. it's all fit whatever fits in the context yeah. you know it's funny that it's old fashioned but people always in comics they always wanted oh we want to we don't want to be old fashioned we want to be progressive edge, and modern it was always cutting edge so like some new artist would suddenly be popular mm. and it would be like everybody has to draw like that yeah no no, no 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 I saw that please um, with McFarlane and then Eric Larson draws like McFarlane and I experienced that personally in 2000, around 2002 and three, Who'd when you ask you to draw it me? was D, no, it was when I was doing, uh, uh, I was going to do Wonder Woman with Walt. Mm, yeah, and the issue came up at that point. They were like, they "Oh, how your do we?" Hair off one? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was like an eight eight issue thing or six. Yeah. Eight, I don't remember, but um, the big thing was, oh, if you're a classic style artist, you know, they're always trying. Oh, we don't know how to sell you to the young readers. Mm. So let's throw like a really crazy anchor on you. Oh, really? Just to change you up? And they were doing that at that time. Who like, they, they throw were, on you? Well, they they didn't go crazy with me. I got oh. I got Craig Russell, and he was he was fine. P. Craig Russell? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, that was in the that was the mindset at the time was okay. If we're going to give work to Jim Apero, we're not going to have him make himself because it'll look old fashioned. So we'll have somebody who's going to just. Yeah. Either do something crazy on it, like Bill Sienkiewicz. I saw Bill Sienkiewicz ink Joe Staten once. Yeah. I had no idea it was Joe Staten. No. I was and like, holy crap. Right. But that's what their mindset was at the time. Yeah. And I'm sure it still happens. Oh, yeah. You know? But um, 
and it, it's there's a there's a certain validity to it, except mm. that it undermines whatever professionalism someone brought to it. Like if you work with Kurt Swan mm. in the eighties, Kurt was and then into the nineties, Kurt was a solid artist. Yeah. yeah, and you know it was like, oh, he's not cutting edge. No, but it's he's like, got, well, but he he knew how to draw. Yeah, exactly. Like a John Romita senior, you know, it's like you, you go, knew exactly you what you're You want getting, somebody yeah. who can draw circles around somebody else who yeah. maybe has more of a splashy or yeah. cutting edge style. Right. That that argument's been around. So the comics have always wanted to be, oh, we have to, you know, find that next movement and move forward and. Like Dave Gibbons, I think that. draws like that old style. Yeah. But you don't see that nowadays. But The Watchmen's a classic book. Yeah. But. Yeah, like would Watchmen have been. As I know Gary Frank. If it was drawn crazily, the Doomsday Clock. I think Gary Frank was trying to draw a little like Dave Gibbons. Oh yeah, he was definitely. Yeah, yeah it was, it's, it's still going on. Apparently, well, Gary, it's coming to an end. Gary's doing 12. kind of a yeah. Brian Boland by way of Dave Gibbons. Yeah, yeah. There's but definitely that's the Brian Boland. Even Ethan Van Skyver was doing that kind of Brian Boland over like super noodly rendering and Green stuff. Lantern. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. They're always looking for something that's the new thing, mm. and and the comics didn't used to be so Hollywood. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hollywood, you expect it. It's like the I want that Barton Fink feeling, the and then two the weeks most. later, yeah. you schmuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, can yeah, get yeah. anybody to write like Barton oh, yeah, Fink. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, I've heard that throughout my I didn't career. Notice things I heard like, it when I first started. It was like, oh, I remember like Roy Thomas would yeah. say that he would rather have a new artist, like someone brand new, than than a Frank Robinson. Well, then somebody who was established because he had less baggage, oh, okay. and the comic stores might be more willing to order. Yeah. And I used to hear that argument from other people too. And I used to say, like, you have to prove to me that the sales are different, and yeah, they could never prove it. Oh, really? You could, no, you can't no, prove that. I would say when Byrne took over a book, that the sales would go up. No, but that's different. I'm I'm talking about like when you do a fill-in. It always oh, used to drive me oh, nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. like. You think that hiring Kurt Swan or Kurt Schaffenberger for one issue is going to, is going to tank no. your book? No. You know what I mean? They, were, they could never prove that like hiring Kurt over hiring whoever was a new guy on the block who yeah. maybe couldn't draw that well, yeah. that, that it was going to make a difference. Yeah. There's no way to you know, like quantify no, the, sales the sale. Back it, then? Are you kidding me? They, now could, they can look at it, and I'm, I would get, bet you that the sales did not drop. Not they may have dropped a little bit, a little and then bit. they came back when the regular guy yeah. came back on. So, but that was an argument used to not hire older artists, really, or writers, really? even in the eight early eighties. They yeah. would say, "Oh, we're not hiring you because if we do, no, they people. wouldn't say that." But it was implied. But you would hear, I would hear that from people, and I'd say, "Well, is that why there was such a changeover?" I always wonder why they didn't get Elliot Magan and Carrie Bates and all these seventies guys. I'm like, where did they all go? Well, those guys all moved to out Hollywood. And yeah, Carrie Bates went into politics, or Carrie no, Bates went to, went to TV into TV with the Salkinds. Elliot Magan went into politics. Oh, did he? Yeah, in, oh, I didn't know in that. Uh, Massachusetts. Oh, he I ran no for office. Oh, really? I don't know what. It, I don't remember what the deal. Oh, was. I just wonder where they like. Why did it rotate out? Like you see people like Roy stick around for a while, like Jerry Conway. Yeah. But then they went to Hollywood, and started trying to write movies yeah. and TV shows. Yeah. Well, they made. I guess good that's money what everyone in that does. Period. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Conway worked on even now, like Charles Soule, who was at my show. Yeah. He wrote. He's a full. He was a lawyer. Now he's yeah. a full time writer. Yeah. He just had a second novel come out. Uh, he did a thing called Oracle Year last year, and he's got a new one out. I think it's called Anyone or yeah. Everyone. It's kind of cool to watch how they move on. Yeah. Like Dan Abnett yeah. was an author, and then he's writing yeah. short stories now, yeah. but he was writing comics for yeah. a while. But. Well, Dan's he, there's, he's writing a lot of stuff for Marvel. Yeah, now he's back. And he did DC. a DC, yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, I mean, it's not like Claremont. Hell, he wrote forever. But I think he was he was telling me when he, I saw him, oh, yeah, that he was hoping to get into more novels yeah. in the early 90s. I honestly don't... But he said he missed a window, he said. Yeah, and, and, and novels are not... Not I everyone's mean, Stephen King. Yeah, I mean, you can write a novel and nobody can see it. Apparently, Starlin <laughs> wrote some novel about serial killers or somebody was Starlin telling me about wrote, wrote it. Wrote a bunch really of good. books. Yeah. In the, in the, he actually moved into, he started doing paperback covers in the uh, 80s, later 80s. Yeah. And then he started writing books with his, I think it was his current wife at the time. Yeah. Dana something. Buddy. Diana something. Yeah. But they co-wrote a bunch of science fiction novels. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I heard he wrote one about a serial killer that went after other serial killers. Yeah. Which I was like, really? That's yeah. kind of interesting. Like The Hunter you know, like or something? That's what I said, yeah. too. And I said, and they had sold the rights to it yeah. to make a movie or a right. TV show and nothing happened. Then yeah. I was thinking, isn't that Dexter yeah. about a guy that goes after serial killers? Yeah. So... Maybe Starling got some money from that. I don't think books are any... I had that realization in the 80s. Yeah. I used to always think, as a kid, you know, you grew up thinking, oh, you write a book, and oh, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. wow, you're yeah. an author, and you're yeah. set, right? Ernest Hemingway, yeah. Exactly. And I remember early on, like in maybe mid-80s or yeah. whatever, there was a guy who worked at D.C., and I can't remember his last name now. It was Charlie something. Mm. And uh, my wife had a hardcover book on the shelf with his name on it and I went is that the same guy oh yeah he wrote that yeah. it's like why yeah. is he working at yeah, yeah, publicity yeah, yeah. at DC Comics yeah. he's a published because that was it one. he put out a hardcover It because it, it doesn't mean what you think it means yeah. it's just like you know in the days of three networks and you made a, TV a limited show. number yeah. of shows if you made a show you were, like you were something and you yeah. could probably leverage that into a career It'd be on Hollywood Squares but yeah. now that there's 8 million channels and different it's ways of saying it it's still kind of cool obviously because there's better money yeah, right. but it's not like a guarantee of what you it's made like it it's like being a baseball player you made it yeah so I mean I was on the cover of Time Magazine that's a rarefied thing Byrne and I did the oh, Superman oh the Superman cover. 50th yeah that's not happened no. You know, that was a really cool thing. And I had At people time, that I used yeah. to work in commercial art with who were, like, really impressed by that. Right, because right, it right. was a big deal back then. Yeah. You know? So all these things change as the platform or the playing field changes. You know, writing a book, it's a, certainly cool. And if you are lucky enough to have something be successful or popular, that's great. But a lot of people, just like within comics or whatever, yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. write books and make nothing. Where or they it? keep a second job. Here's a Segway. Look at that subtle Segway since we were talking Have about... Have you ever bought a Segway? No. I've, I've ridden them, though. <laughs> and I know the guy that made it went off the side of a cliff, which is kind of ironic. Did he? Yeah, I he died. Yeah. Jack Kamen's son was one of the inventors, I thought. The EC artist. And did he Jack die? Jack Kamen. His, the guy went off the side of a cliff. I don't know that he died, no, but yeah. I know when, the, when, when those the were guy big. Invented the same. He was a, a genius inventor. Okay. The guy that did it, he's gone. Yeah, right off, Interesting. The, right off the side. No, I was going to say, we yeah, were talking sure about Dave Gibbons. Dave Gibbons. You, all you had to do was jump off of it. <laughs> but, uh, but he had a seatbelt on The Watchmen. <laughs> oh, I, I noticed watching The Watchmen He's a producer. on HBO. He's the only listed. There's no mention of Alan Moore yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. It says co-created by Dave, Dave Gibbons. Dave Gibbons, yeah. Because yeah. Alan Moore's wanted his name off of that. Oh, stuff. is that what it is? Yeah. yeah it's nothing. Same but is then, true with Viva Vendetta. Viva Vendetta when the movie and came then out. They League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, too. They listed the artist only. But I just noticed the other day somebody apparently showed the original contract that they had with DC back in 85, mm-hmm. and it says something in there about DC has the rights to do sequels and 
whatever they wanted to yeah. it. So as much as Alan Moore bitches and moans no, about the, it, there they was said a clause that, he knows that. But there was a clause they, in they there. They own those characters. There was a clause in it that said that when it's out of print, rights would revert. That's after why they like never several stopped years. Yeah. So Are you DC's serious? Kept it in print. I thought it was just because it sells well. It's popular. It sells it's well. always. It's got to be the third printing. That was the condition. Was they they thought that like normally if you wrote a book or you wrote anything that might be owned by somebody right. or co-owned or whatever, right, right. if it's not published yeah. at a certain point, the rights would revert back. That yeah. was the clause. So in that contract, as I recall. And again, I'm not a lawyer. No, but it says but as long as they're that, still printing. As long as the book is in print, DC still had... It's kind of like Sony doing a Spider-Man movie. If as they don't they do one for a period of time, yeah, it reverts back then to the Disney. rights would go back because they're basically right. unused. The same thing with Fantastic Four. Yeah. yeah. So that was the con- bone of contention. Oh, so that's that why... DC kept that thing in print probably during years where it probably didn't sell that much. Yeah. They kept it. They maintained it in print. And now it's got TV shows yeah. and sequels yeah. to it and all yeah. that. But what about all the sequels, like the Beyond Watchmen and the Doomsday Clock? They're trying to incorporate those characters into the DC universe. Then they yeah. don't need the Watchmen book anymore. Yeah, they can say Doctor Manhattan's Watchmen part of the But the still there, just like Crisis on Infinite Earths is still there. You know what I mean? They're, they're little touchstones, and they'll probably still have sales value. Speaking as of that, I just read an article on the way here. Did you know it says Marv Wolfman's Crisis tie-in comes out in January at Walmart? Yeah. Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. Walmart. That's the one you worked on. I did the cover. I did the cover they showed had the classic Perez holding Supergirl on it. I just saw it. it was on. I was going to ask you before we started the show. Yeah, no. What's the, that about? Is there, maybe there's another one. It shows the cover. It says 100 page special Walmart the one edition, I saw and it's had my the cover on it. maybe it's just a reprint of the the original Crisis. Story? Are they reprinting the death of Supergirl? Maybe. Yeah, it comes out in January. Okay. Yeah. The because, Walmart. They made but it mentioned all these other artists like Grummet and all these people. I'm like, what is that? That's the thing you were doing, huh? Well, the one. Yeah. Did it have Tom Derenick? Yeah. Okay. Because like, there was like covers. 12 names. Okay. No, I know you did. I saw you do yeah, the yeah, cover. Yeah. That and was Perez the one. was not. I was originally no, going to ink the original him and then cover. Bailed, so maybe it's a variant. It may be that it's a reprint with some new stories in it. Yeah, because it said new material by Marv Wolfman. Yeah. Hmm. But the main thing is that we we did is two issues. Marv and I think um, but it ties into the CW version not the comic yeah, one yeah, yeah. this was the comic yeah. well yesterday's comic store they had, they reprinted the Death of Flash in fact, I saw that yeah. I saw that for a dollar yeah. that's not bad for a buck yeah. and they also buy that had, for a dollar no they also had uh, the worm I bought that one the old Marvel one that was the which one Edgar Rice Burroughs the oh oh the Conqueror worm Conqueror yeah was that, that was it? Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 Conway I saw that. Roy yeah, Thomas yeah. it was only a dollar I was like really yeah. That wasn't bad. They had a bunch of dollar books there yesterday. Yeah, the whole Star shelf Wars. was all yeah, they were all books. Ex- yeah, and then the Star Wars one I picked up was three ninety nine. I'm like, what the? And what was that one? That was a reprint of the original Chaykin and Roy Thomas Star oh, Wars book. Oh. I think they're doing that because Star Wars is coming out oh, yeah. two weeks, and then Marvel's well, relaunching their an, book. But those were also code, those were all code-approved books. Yeah. So they can sell those without worries like of having some parent go oh my god they just did the facsimile edition of um, Green Arrow I picked it up with the shoot with Speedy shooting up on the cover which was like oh that's but the CW shows are older skewed probably yeah I just think I mean it's nice to see the old reprints I like them the reason they do those is because they were cheap and they don't have to spend money 
but they were also under the comics code. Yeah. So, so they you know have some level of yeah. It's like you could hand these out to a kid. Yeah. And not be. Well, I told Matt at the horrified. store why he doesn't get a, He's got a spinner he rack in the back. And I said you should just put a dollar. Well, Pat on used top. to have that. You know, he does have it, but it doesn't. It doesn't say draw attention yeah. to it. I said just put a little sign up saying, "Hey, kids, dollar comics," because yeah. you know they'll sell. Yeah, they stocking definitely. stuffers or whatever. You well, he doesn't even have the. Do they have, still have the kid rack in the front? Yeah. Is there, that still there? It's, it's wedged in the corner. You can't oh, notice okay. it. He has yeah. a lot of gaming stuff there. Yeah. I'm like, hey, buddy, you got... And I, I said, it's not my store, so I don't say anything. But I yeah, go, yeah. you should put this here. And I told him you should get a bulletin board and put it by the front door. He's like, why? Stuff. I said, so whenever there's a, a convention in town or there's a, or a special event, have, they just have to a have chalk, like a community... Or a chalkboard. Chalk board up this with all the stuff that came out this week. You know why? Because lately I walk in there. Want if you're want not, you to know it's sold out. Well, or something, yeah, or? he only had two copies of um, Yondu, the character oh, from oh, Guardians okay. of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. And I got in there at eleven o'clock, so I picked up one. And there was one left. Ten seconds later, it was gone. So yeah, if you didn't see, get there, yeah, was there later. You would know there was another book sold out. I didn't realize it until last night. I was looking on a some of the other comic shops post pictures yeah. of their books. Yeah. So I know I what's coming in. Idea. I said to him, I said, then you have them all you there. You can walk in and say, hey, can, down, you, can take you back a, order yeah, this take a me. snapshot yeah. and put it up on Tuesday yeah. so I can call you and say, oh, I want that book. Yeah. Could you put it aside? I'll pick yeah. it up when I get there. That's how I know what's coming in. Honestly, yeah. I go, oh, yeah, remind me to get that book yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, no, I think that would be an easy way to do it. Because, well, you might as well use said, technology. It's there, the internet. Said they could even, even if it was just low-tech and they had a chalkboard, Yeah, here's what came out this week. special. You just list the names of... Like the, yeah. the books. But we don't own the store. No. But, uh, the, I, but that's kind of a marketing things. thing to me. Well, that's what I do for a living, so that's yeah. why I walk in all the time and I can't help but notice, like, you should put this by the counter and do this by this yeah, and yeah. this. Why? Well, I mean, they spend, you know, because like companies sell. and chains spend big money to find out where foot traffic or eye traffic is going when well, you they, walk oh, into yeah, well, a the grocery store. Yeah. That's why they have things on the main line. No, no, definitely. That's what I'm saying. It just seems like... You don't buy you know, the bottom shelf stuff because you're, you're not them, looking down. You're giving them advice, but you're also, it's also your background. So yeah, I know. It's not like you're... That's you what's know. funny. When I do these convention stuff, people always come up to me, how come you have so many people in this? And I go, it's not that hard if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Because I've been doing this since 89, and that's, what, 30 years now? Is that 30 years? Oh my God, that's scary! But yeah, for thirty years, half my more than half of my life, I've been figuring out how to get people's yeah. attention by wearing this, you know, chicken suit yeah. that I have on right now that they can't see. I'm sitting here at the well. Uh, you should explain. Shop. It's made out of leftover turkey it skin is. From, I, your, uh, from Thanksgiving. From Thanksgiving. I cut it up in pieces like Ed Gein, and I make and myself that mask a, is really horrifying. I'm making, I gotta say, yeah. I'm making a giant turkey suit <laughs> out of this. This is one of those things you see how long. But people, it smells delicious. How people listen to the show because if somebody comes up to me and goes, mm, "So how's that turkey suit coming, Mitch?" I'll know that they listen to the show. <laughs> People do listen. They go, hey, I noticed the other day you yelled at this. I go, what? What? <laughs> I don't remember that. Speaking of turkeys, did you see the Thanksgiving episode of The Simpsons? <laughs> was was that insane? That apocalyptic it. one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. The heads were getting blown off. And then they had, like, basically what the turkeys view of, I like of the, the first Thanksgiving. Thing. Yeah, that was funny. It was just gobble, 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 gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. gobble. And they were hanging good. upside down. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was ruthless though. Because I noticed something was different before this episode started because it had a TV fourteen warning on it. I go, are the Simpsons always TV fourteen? It's a due to extreme violence, yeah. and they were showing heads getting cut yeah, off and right. heads blowing up. And 
Oh my God! It's always and did you even little, see the Ned Flanders? The, oh, the Ned Flanders, the Ned Flanders, Flanders turkey, Disney. and he comes oh, over. Oh, oh yeah, right. And he goes like, gobble, 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 right. gobble. And oh, you oh, see oh. the Homer one oh, roll size. Right. I'm like, this is great. That was one of the best this week's. Which was this week's? Was the Ned Flanders show? No, I didn't see it yet. I only watched the Thanksgiving one. They did it from the beginning of the. Even the titles, it was Ned Flanders' family. That oh, I thing. have it on DVR. I'll have to yeah, watch it. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, yeah. And they, they run in and they're like, Daddy, where's the couch? Oh, we gave it to that homeless man. <laughs> no. Did you see that's going... I heard it's going off next year. Which? Simpsons. I that's, thought they'd signed a, a multiple-year deal. Sometimes I sit there and go, it wouldn't be a bad thing because after 32 years, but and then they still, pull out something like the Thanksgiving thing. It's still reliably and it's funny. entertaining. I mean, I'm laughing out loud at yeah. some of this stuff. And I go, look, if they can still make me crack up yeah. on some weird Thanksgiving special, yeah. it's still worth it. And they, you get, know? they get new blood in their writing teams well, every do. couple of years. It's like Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I haven't really sat through a whole Saturday Night Live in like 30, 40, 30 years now or but something. But let's be honest. Saturday Night Live has never been like solid for all 90 minutes. No, it, it always has, said it has like a couple minutes. The in first there that half hour is good. Then after the news right. segment, which is like quarter after twelve, right. then the music comes on. From there on out, it's kind of no and man's land. You don't know what's going to be probably there. still watchable. Yeah, but it's just that even in the seventies, oh, when that show bad. was at yeah, its yeah, peak. Yeah. There were the like, last half hour was it, but right, garbage. But there yeah. were always bits in it. You'd go. Wow, that was funny, but the rest of it wasn't. You know what I noticed they stopped doing years ago? Remember they would show the audience members and they'd have oh, little yeah, things yeah. underneath them like yeah. soon to be right. exiled to right, a desert right. island. Right. They don't do that anymore. They stuff that long ago. Issues. Probably people probably sued. Like, thing, yeah. But I used to like that, though. They yeah. would just pan. And even Johnny Carson, I think. Remember he would do the edge well, of wetness and he'd show the audience. and he'd, they, Here's and the thing. Maybe you don't, you're Mildred probably Fillmore. too little. What? When Saturday Night Live first came on. In 75. In 75. And even 76. A lot of aspects of the show were picked up from the Howard Cosell show. Like what? Which like had predated news? it. Yeah, no, I remember no, that's Howard why they Howard Cosell use... did in a variety show Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Live. Variety show the year before. Right. That's why and they, they couldn't use that do, term. There was like little bits, like a lot of little bits in there were parts holdovers. From his show? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was that. Not that there were in some ways they were like I thought it was just the title or, no there were like takeoffs and even like little in jokes towards things that were done on his show oh no I didn't and that know. happened because they were being the guys who did it were like National Lampoon guys yeah 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 so yeah. they were popular they were like making fun of popular culture or whatever and that Howard Cassell which I watched the Howard Cassell thing it what was, was it it was a variety show with Howard Cassell a live variety show in like that big theater they it's would walk up and down the, yeah. they would walk up and down the and they had audience members, the whole thing. They would do that, like, you know, making fun of, or yeah. like, so-and-so. But it wasn't for jokes, like, this guy's going to become a serial killer. Right, 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 right. It would be like, you know, this guy's the, the attorney general. Or, you know, it would be like pointing out people But Howard Cassell was the host? Yeah. And yeah. it was a comedy thing. Yeah. And I think, I, I want to say even, was Chevy Chase Bill Murray it? was on it. Bill Murray, okay. Yeah, because they said that yeah. they had got him from that show. Yeah. But so it was, I mean, when you watch him... And you realize the certain stuff. So like with Simpsons, like when they do a parody of something, and now it's 30 years later, like nobody remembers the, yeah. what they were actually parodying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah, like yeah. that pop culture reference is it's faded long, long. from people's yeah, yeah, memories. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, Rachel, my daughter, and I were watching older movies. Like I got, I we watched RoboCop. The original? Weeks ago, yes. It doesn't hold up, does it? No, it's still great. Does it? I think it is, yeah. Miguel it Ferrari? Very, it was very edgy at the time. Oh, at the time it was crazy. It holds up really well. But Robocop and then Terminator, what's the first Terminator yeah. movie? 
and she's How's going, oh, now that was I see. That sloppy, though. It's a low-budget film. It was low-budget, But it's yeah. still fun. It's yeah. still well done. And the thing is, it's like you when you watch these, you go, oh, I can see now. She can see, as a young person, she mm. sees all these references that derive from, other from movies. it. From yeah. No, that derive from those, really, specifically, RoboCop, any of those early 80s. Mm. I mean, RoboCop was a little later, but mid-80s. Um, there's so many little tropes that became things to, you know, make fun of or yeah, yeah, yeah. callbacks in other I'll movies. I'll be back. Thank yeah. you for your cooperation. Yeah. yeah. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah. That I still be... use that. People are like, what? Yeah. If you're in the know, you get yeah, it. Yeah. I'll buy that for a dollar. You just kept showing Give up. Give the man a hand. What? That was Robocop? When they shot his hand off. Oh, they shot his hand off. Yeah, the guy, the father from, from that the 70s, 70s show. From the 70s show. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Peter Weir. No, Peter Weller. Peter, Peter Weller. Weller. Peter Weir was a director. Peter Weller, who did the voice of Batman in Dark Knight Returns. He was Night in Star Returns. Trek uh, Wrath of Khan. One yeah. What was that called? Star Trek Into Darkness or something? Yeah, I don't remember the title. It was the it. one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. Well, I'll always see as Doctor Strange now. Oh, oh. He played but he was Khan. In one of the, he was in the original series of Star Treks, too, I thought. Benedict Cumberbatch was No, the, no, no, no. Oh. Peter... Peter Weller, I Weller think, played uh, the, Renegade Captain yeah. on Voyager. He had a ship that was lost in the... But he uh, was in one of the movies, I think. Yeah, he was in the... No, he was in the, the newer ones. So he was in Zachary the... Zachary Quinto. I think he was also in the older ones. No. Okay. Around the time... This like is Mr. I Never Saw First Contact. I know... Oh, no, no, I thought he was in one no, of the... He like, not. he was, like, another captain in one of the 90s TV Star shows. Trek movies. Yeah. No, just a TV oh, show. Oh, okay. Trust me, I've watched them all. You know who was in one and of the movies? he's Buckaroo Banzai. So. Remember Anthony Zerby? Yeah, yeah. He always was. had that weird iced out eyebrow. He was always on Man From Uncle. He was in one of the Star Treks. Yeah. I think he's, he's dead he's, now. He's in the Omega Man. He was the Oh, he was the in the Omega Man. You know what? That we were just talking about Planet of the Apes on the last show, and then we were going and on about Harry Trump. O. He was Harry David O's boss. David Jansen. David Jansen. And he's in the Dead Zone. Stephen That's King, right. That's the, right. He was the doctor. Anthony Zerby. No, had a he great was the rich guy who had the hockey. The kid who was in the hockey team. Oh, the doctor was Johnny, Herbert Long. Yeah, right. Was uh, from Inspector Clouseau from yeah, uh, the, the Clouseau Pink Panther movies. movies. No, no. Um, we were just talking about Charles. Boy, that's Heston. a string of connections. None sequiturs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we were talking about Charles Heston being on Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember those when they were out in the theaters? I saw when I was little. The first one I saw was Escape. That's number three. Yeah. And then we were trying to figure out the TV show. And then they had a cartoon, and I said, I think it peaked. It went from 68 to 75, yeah. and I think that was the end of it. And they, they put them out like once a year. They were coming out fast. Universal was... Yeah. There no, was... no, no, it was 20th Century Fox. It was I, Fox. Were they Fox? Yeah, they filmed on the Fox then? thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just, I remember, was watching, re-watching Mad Men. Yeah. And um, I think season five or Did something. Did they mention Planet of the Apes? Yeah. It was 68. It, it was set, but there was a, a season six maybe. Yeah. There's an episode where his son, he's got his kid, Bobby, who's played John by Drake like a bunch of different actors. Oh, really? Kid actors, yeah. Over the, but anyways, the kid's like not feeling good or something, so he stays home from school, and Don's got him. Yeah. And he's like, the kid's like up and around. He goes, you look better. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, can we, let's do something. Yeah. And he goes, okay. So the next scene is them is watching the, the ending of Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah. And the kid's like, oh, that was the best movie ever. And then he gets yeah, yeah. crap from his ex-wife because the kid's having nightmares and stuff. Oh, really? But. What? So the Bobby character was maybe seven, six or seven. Yeah. When that first Planet of the Apes came out, that was 
Was it 68? It just had its 50th anniversary last year. It was 68? It was Yes. Okay, so I remember going, my aunt my aunt took me and to my brother Play Joel Apes? downtown Milwaukee at yeah. the Warner Theater. Yeah. And it was the most mind-blowing thing because it was like, like big screen. Wow, we're it's that's our movie. Oh, that's right. You told me this it before because they said the word God, group and, they said and God they, damn it. Right, but they put the thing. space in it. It wasn't like God damn. It was yeah. God damn. Yeah, wall, yeah. You know, damn damn. But it was yeah. It was it was. But as a kid, that was like mind-blowing because yeah. it was like, wow, this was a a a budget film. Yeah. And it was a science fiction film. Right. Because. And All we it. had was crappy, low-budget oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff with well, cardboard, paper-mache monsters and stuff. So this was, like, amazing. That George was really... Powell. That was, like, a, a game-changer. For you, it was maybe Star Wars. For me, it was oh, yeah, one of the Star X. Wars was the biggest thing ever. Yeah. It was, it was just mind-blowing. I remember seeing that. And like, I, I remember liking the sequel, but then I remember... I liked the sequel. I actually liked the sequel. The really good. with James Franciscus, yeah. who's a shorter and, version of... And Ch- Charles Heston Hesson. did it because... He was friends with the producer, and he said, if "And he, he said, yeah, okay.' He'll give the money to charity, yeah. and I'll yeah. show up and get killed." Yeah, yeah. And then the fourth one scared the hell out of me. That's when the apes take over the conquest of Planet oh, Apes. Was that on? Was that set in Earth time? Nineteen ninety-seven. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, and they all have the ride at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one I didn't even bother to see. It was the, they had the school I, buses. I really think I aged out of that series. Yeah. So by the time the third, third one, one even came around, I was. I like, saw that one a drive-in. Yeah, My dad took me to a drive-in. Saw that. Did you see the new James Bond trailer? Uh, I saw the teaser. I didn't it, see the trailer. Well, whatever they call it. it whatever was on they say. The, tra- the teaser says the trailer's coming Wednesday. Oh no, or no, I saw it I last didn't night. See the trailer. No, it was like it looks like just like every other one. It's yeah. like the music. This this thing. Remember they were trying to make him PC. Yeah. They threw that out the window. It's just you know very beautiful girls and an evening yeah, yeah. gown and he's you know sleeping with them and well, shooting. That's what sells in the foreign that's, market. Yeah. That's a big. I was thinking that. Movie. I was actually thinking about when I was watching the trailer for it. Yeah. I go. Obviously, they don't give a crap about the politically correct stuff because James Bond's an international. I think there's stuff in the star. movie that probably addresses it. Yeah, I but would bet. overseas they probably but not for selling it. No, yeah, they're like we're just going for the old formula yeah. that worked for Sean Connery, that yeah. worked for Roger Moore. Don't change it up. You well, what's you know what I find interesting what? is that every type, if you ever watch like the you watch them on DVD or yeah. Blu-ray or something, yeah. and then you watch the extras, yeah. and every Bond girl. Since 1964, whenever the first one came out, 63 was that two. Two, okay. Doctor Every no. Bond girl since then, whenever they do a commentary, yeah. they say, "I did it because they were finally going to make my character more than just eye candy. Yeah. I was going to be an important part of it." And I'm like, like Denise Richards. They all say it. Halle Berry. Everybody on those extras says but they that. all become. But gorgeous. they've always done yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Even as I mean, in the yeah, I know Carrie Lowell it. and everything. Well, before that, even like the Spy Who Loved Me, yeah, and Barbara th- they always, they always had the one girl who was the bad girl. Generally, yeah. was just the sex can, sex yeah. toy, sex kitten, yeah. And uh, but that she was evil. But the ones that he always wound up with were generally smart On his scientists. Level. Yeah. Well, above his level mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he would have to protect them. Yeah, and he always. So they were always. I mean, yeah. yeah, they were attractive, but they were always like. You know, nuclear scientists and right, stuff. Right, right, they were right. never like just beach bunnies. No, the only one that was a beach bunny, but she even there, she was smart. Was in Doctor No, um, was Ursula Andress. She was still smart and she was pretty tough. Funny child writer. So I mean, it wasn't like you know that was funny writer. Uh, it's people trying to 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 tag a movie in one line. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that you, you boil it down and it's like, like the yeah, Bond she's, girl. They just tell you, oh, that's the Bond girl. It's like saying the same thing about Lois Lane. In the 50s, Lois, yeah, 40s yeah. and 50s, well, in the 40s, Lois was a bit more realized character. In the 50s, yeah. she was comedy relief because Damsel she was throwing distress. herself off of yeah. buildings to get him to reveal his identity. But from that time on, in the 70s, yeah, 80s, yeah. 90s, she's been a proactive, smart character. Yeah. You know, a role model, if you will. But people don't think of it that way. There's people old, like to revert to, you know, like those quick descriptions yeah. of things. Yeah. So... And it has nothing to do with political correctness. I think it's just people trying to create controversy. Really? In this day and age? Are you kidding me? That's all they live for. That's all it's about. Don't be so politically incorrect oh, with your condescending attitude towards me. <laughs> Don't even go I'm to my I'm an artist house. and a writer, I can say I can say whatever I want. No, but my problem is, I've said it before, They do. Come, there's a part of political correctness that gets so narrow-mindedness it only becomes the antithesis of everything they're trying to stop. It's like but, you almost are becoming like thought Nazis because you're like, you can't say that because this is this. stuff. Certain the more extreme stuff is generated by a super small segment of. But they speak like, the loudest. Just like the, the the super crazy right and the super crazy left. Yeah, yeah. are a very small percentage. Yeah, but they're the ones that are on YouTube and getting all the, the publicity. The media amplifies they love it. That. The yeah. media amplifies it because it sells. Sells, and it brings views ratings. to your website yeah, now yeah, yeah, instead yeah, of selling newspapers or magazines. It brings show. view. I mean, it's not... I don't think that's any different. No, like... It's just amplified more in a different way. I'm going to tell you, here's Billy D. Williams, who was a guest at the show this year. Terrific. Oh, with his comment? Yeah, no, 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 listen to that. Now, he comes out, and they're, they're, they're doing publicity for Star Wars yeah, yeah. Rise of Skywalker. He's on all the publicity shows doing the, the, the thing. He comes out and he says, oh, well, I've been gender fluid. I think that's the term he used. And that went across the internet, across social media. 82-year-old actor comes out and says he's gender fluid, that, meaning that he would have sex with either or male or female. That's why I assume what it's the term meant. Or he could love a male or, he could or love a female. Or he could, yeah. He did. Without physical. Gender meant no, right. nothing. They asked him the next day about that comment, and he said, I don't even know what that means. And they had explained to him what he goes, no, that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> and then he went into last night, Whoops. he went into this whole thing about Carl Jung, about how he said that he is a very, he always thought of him as a soft man, meaning that he's in touch with his feminine side. Right. And he explained it from his point of view, that how they have the subconscious and the conscious. Oh, yeah, yeah. That okay. they said the conscious was the, the male term right. and the subconscious would be the female term. And that's what he was doing. And he starts rattling off this whole Freudian stuff. Right, right. And he knew what he was talking about. because that's had, also acting. St- those, that's also part of a lot of acting schools. Yeah, but he, you're, you have to be using, in touch with right, all these. Right, because you can access right. your emotions by... Right. But he said he had never meant for it to come out and say that he was having sex with male or females that's not what he meant by the term he didn't understand what they were implying with it but that isn't getting as much airplay as the thing the day before because even my sister called up and said oh did you see about Billy D. Williams I go what oh he came out and said this this I go he did and now it's backpedaling but it's just like the media is such an evil thing sometimes they just want they don't tell you everything that happens they just say the hot item they don't tell you that he retracted it the next day and said Oh, I didn't understand or the question. Yeah, he goes, I, this is not my interpretation of what the question was or what but the term But there were a lot meant. of people who took a lot out of him saying his initial statement, yeah. whether they were reading into it or taking it at face value. Yeah. I mean, I think it's always good to 
put in a word of support for people who have oh, different, no, no, and that's no. probably what they can take out of yeah. it. Yeah. So whether he actually felt he was unaware of what he was saying right, or right, the right. context of it, it's still nice that I'm sure people can appreciate that on its base level. Yeah. Rather than oh yeah, I'm a macho. No, but I always know. see the timing of it all. Yeah. Going, don't you see how they're marketing this yeah. thing? Because they want something to be on the, oh, the news oh, yeah, wires, yeah, right, and right. they want him to be oh, topical. Yeah. And right. oh why? Well, in two weeks he's got a big movie coming right. out. So I mean, every time there's a big movie right. or a record, something right. you always see these people pop right. up on these news programs, right. getting sound bites just to be. Well, it's like an right an actor. It's, you know, it's his big like movie's big, coming out, yeah. so he suddenly talks about going. Well, what do you think, Scorsese? And, we talked about that. He comes out yeah. with the whole Irishman thing. On and on and on and on before anyone sees the movie. Now the people have seen the movie and they go back and go, it was okay, it was a little long, it was like the effects weren't that great. You know, we're not talking about that anymore. You're still going to watch it. I think I would have been interested in seeing it in a theater. Yeah. Um, It's the same thing like with the three hours and 20 minutes. But like the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I like that. That would have been, I think. That's totally enhanced by seeing it on the big oh, screen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it would. I don't. It's on I mean, when you're TV home, now. It doesn't play the same. Well, but when you're at, at home, I mean, even like when he did the Hateful Eight, yeah. Tarantino did that. Oh, that was, a, it was seventy a, millimeter. I heard. Right. Yeah. It was widescreen. Yeah. But it also was like an immersive. The it's presentation like a, it's must an have been something. Presentation yeah. because yeah. you're in a theater. Yeah. You're, you're not going to pause and get up to go no. get popcorn or no. go to the bathroom or something. Well, we were watching that Hollywood. You felt like you were in the '60s. You were like watching the whole play out with yeah. the whole Los Angeles yeah. feel of the yeah, '60s. No, it, was really and you, it, it was like a roller coaster. It was yeah. going, and you knew yeah. it was headed towards the Manson thing, yeah. and you didn't know how it was going to end. But right. you're right. If I'm at home watching it, and yeah, the phone rings, right. somebody's at the door, right. the dog has to go out. You're not right. paying it's attention not, you don't to have it. The same no. level of attention. Because my uncle saw the Irishman in the movie theaters and said, "Oh, it's such a great movie. Really liked it." No, go ahead. And I said, "I thought it was. I just watched it straight through. But by the time it ended, I was like." Jesus God, you could have cut twenty minutes at, or an hour out of this movie. So that's why I always like going to see the movies when they open up and they're big before everyone starts to tell me about it. And then, so did Netflix? Didn't they didn't put it on with any intermission? Or no, anything. straight up. I like the fact that Tarantino would do that with his movies. He did movies. an intermission, so he, he would go do take intermissions. A break. Well, an intermission also. It's like a throwback. If you ever, I you saw ever a couple see, movies. Bright stuff had an intermission. Well, do you remember ever seeing like Lawrence they, of Arabia? They, they, yeah, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, I saw they, that one. They remastered it. it and they put it in theaters like in yeah. the late seventies. Yeah, no, in the early because I saw it in Chicago. I saw it at the Showcase Cinema. In yeah, Orange. Yeah. yeah, and they had the the intermission. They had intermission. Yeah, yeah. They did it with Bridge on the River Kwai and then Doctor Shivago. I mean, that's that's a nod to many things. Number one, probably people having bathroom, bathroom breaks, but also selling popcorn or yeah, yeah. you know, make the theater making some money. Yeah, um, but you don't have that obviously at home. No, you just walk to the kitchen, grab some, walk back. But it allows you to break at a or point you where you don't know if you're breaking it at the right spot. Yeah, you know, because I mean, if you plan a break, is different than if you're breaking it like randomly, like oh, I just got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really hungry or whatever. You know. So I mean, speaking of that, what would you recommend for people listening to the show that you've watched? Like, I know John from Pine Up Comics is listening now, and he likes to hear what oh, we well, watch. Oh, Watchmen's been amazing, I think. Watchmen, but you tell me about some show called... Um, the End of the Effing on World on Netflix. No, but there was a sketch comedy you told me, like, oh, you, yeah, you it's should like, leave uh, now? Yeah, I think you should leave... <laughs> It's just Which a is, bunch of comedy sketches. It's just one, yeah, one comedian. Got, uh, he, all the sketches are built around a really super obnoxious yeah. or identifiable character. And it's just like sketch things. You know the like comedian? 
I can't remember it, but it, obviously you could look it up if your phone wasn't occupied. I, I know, I can't do it. Too, now. but I'm no. not going to do that. I actually watch. I never thought I'd be a YouTube person now, but now I have the smart TV thing all hooked up. Yep. And I could just scroll, and there's like so many old documentaries that I've missed. A lot missed. of old TV shows. Yeah, too, a lot of right? old TV shows yeah. too. But there's a lot of like I don't know if they're fan made or the the quality's pretty good. So yeah. I don't consider a guy in his basement, but they'll have like collection of interviews and oh, yeah. I watched all the Dick Cavett interviews with uh, John oh. Lennon and yeah those are put up by his company oh are they really yeah, yeah. oh because I was like these are great I yeah, never I saw that George official, Harrison was official on official YouTube yeah. presentations really oh so YouTube has got their own they're a big company it's Google and yeah. they, they can't put content without some you know. Oh, is that why they have those Google things where it's a white background and they'll have the celebrities come on and they do this like question and answer with Google? Probably. And they have like big name movie actors. Yeah. And I'm like, who's yeah. making this? That's yeah. Google's paying for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That's now. them trying to be topical. No, you'll see like en- Entertainment Weekly has their own shows. And uploaded video site too. Yeah. yeah, but it's like all those old documentaries yeah. or interview shows. I don't but remember James Bond movies in the seventies. You'd go to a movie sometimes, and they before the show would start, they would say, "We're on location here in, in Florida, where oh, oh, right. we're behind the something. scenes with uh, Roger Moore on his yeah, new yeah. 007 film." Right. And it was like a fifteen-minute-long <laughs> right. like making of. Well, now we have commercials. Oh, is that why they used yeah. to do that? Because they would be on the set with yeah, them. No, He'd be there with a the cigar, and he'd right. like, "Oh, in the next scene," and they'd show you them doing the stunts. I remember right. it was the. Well, Hitchcock the, the, used to film alligator. Hitchcock used to film teasers specifically that weren't like a traditional trailer. He would film film teasers for his movies. Oh, that like were this run is uh, Janet Leigh in Psycho. Of, well, yeah, yeah, he did a Psycho one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd talk about something terrible happens in yeah, there, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't say terrible because it's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Sound like Trump. Um, but uh, but no, that it was like his own little. Uh, he would do them because he was the star of the. No, was, Lucas used to have have little groups that yeah. would come out and make the making of Star Wars, yeah. and they'd show when the movie came out. Like, yeah. but the, they didn't they I mean, didn't give away did, the movie, but they'd show you how they do stuff. What were your options? Your options were that they could sell a TV special on yeah. it. They could do that, but there weren't that many avenues for them to get that promotion. No, but I liked out. watching those things. I just remember you'd sit there for an hour, and they're like, "Oh, I want to see that movie." Well, when I was a kid, they would still show the. I remember the That's United Artists United Artist movies. Would have a Pink Panther cartoon yeah, at the I beginning that. of it, whether yeah. it was a Clouseau movie or not. There would be a Pink Panther, and you'd be like, "Oh my God, there's a Pink Panther cartoon!" It was so cool. I saw Woody and Woodpecker Warner Brothers in front of one of still did the. They used, Warner Brothers is still doing the, uh, um, the Coyote funny. and uh, you know the. They were for a while. They were doing those into the '60s. Yeah, they but they brought those back a couple years yeah. ago. They tried, and it didn't last. But long. they didn't shut the, the. I think the Roadrunner and. and Coyote ones were the last. I remember ones that even seeing those with Butch Cassidy. Yeah. When my mom would take me to yeah. see like The Sting or Butch yeah, yeah. Cassidy, it would start off with a Bugs Bunny. Well, well, and that was what's cool about the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They had the old Warner, the, the W, yeah, the yeah, Red the, W. The, the, yeah. You know, that was kind of cool. That was another one that started like that. Clint Eastwood movies in the that period all were Warner Brothers. Saw another, oh, the Terminator movie started with the old Paramount logo. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? It's, I'm like, oh, look, that's the old Gulf oh, yeah, Western. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. And again, I mean, obviously, nostalgia like that is works on nostalgia guys our sells. age or people our age. Did you see the nostalgia drug they had on the Watchmen? That was I good. want that stuff. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> yeah, I want that. Well, it was very interesting because that was not in the book. Yeah. That's something they came up with where she can yeah. actually... It's a flashback device yeah. where she gets to go back and see right. how her grandfather lived. Which that and those character, sequences were great, weren't they? Yeah, but that whole hangman revelation... That's it's not, not the hangman, the, though. He's the hooded justice. 
He's not the hangman? No, he's Hooded Justice. I, but in the Watchmen book, he was the hangman, wasn't he? I think was it somebody Hooded else Justice might have rights to the hangman or something, but he's Hooded Justice in this thing. But he wasn't a... I want to reveal it if they haven't seen it. Wasn't it wasn't that... The, here, but in the comic, he wasn't. I don't remember. He was just, there, but he they wasn't... They only had little flashbacks Yeah, the but he wasn't ever revealed to be... Because part of the Minutemen really wasn't explored that much. Did you notice how the Minutemen were selling themselves to the local bank? Yeah. What was that about? Yeah. Was that what they were kind of saying? Was that they were kind of it was a publicity stunt, really? Yeah. It wasn't a real crime well, fighting were, thing, but the guy thought they were really crime it was fighters. The move, I mean, the, the concept is trying to put things in terms of the real world, so it makes sense that they would be these guys sell it. would be official because they'd also they wouldn't be able to be superheroes without no, they some no kind powers. of local cooperation. In See, other words, that's where the Watchmen like movie made no sense to me. Did you you saw the Watchmen yeah. movie, right? Yeah. They were not supposed to be super-powered, correct? What, Rorschach was a normal guy. Yeah. The comedian was a normal guy. Weren't they supposed to be normal guys? No, there were still... the Dr. Other, than Doc, no, other than Dr. Manhattan. And, and uh, Adrian, Night Owl was a normal guy. Adrian Veidt was, was somehow he was a the smart smartest guy. guy. In he the was world. Lex Luthor. Yeah, but, then there, but I remember no, there was a Dr. scene Manhattan with the... Dr. Manhattan was the superhero guy. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying there's a scene where the comedian jumps out of the Night Owl's thing right. with a shotgun and right. starts doing stuff doesn't get hurt but that was comic book in no that's words, in the movie but I'm saying the movie's a really faithful adaptation that's comic book stuff but were the characters ever supposed to be super powered other than Dr. Manhattan and other than I don't know I was thought the they were just normal people the comedian, he had like a big backstory didn't he have like a Captain America backstory with some kind of a super soldier super I don't know soldiers. maybe a steroid thing yeah I don't know because I remember his big brother Rorschach I thought was this normal guy but then I don't know. Well, I mean, the... the I haven't guy, read the book since 85. The, the old guy, was Batman. he was making all kinds of gadgets. But there was two of them. There was so an older created, one, and then the younger right. guy took his place. Right. Yeah. But the, the, they had, he had the... Yeah, it was all gadgets, right. And I then, mean, that's actually something that's not explained in the uh, series, is that the owl ship is in that first episode. Don't you think it is, when it shows up and lifts the car up? But it's and not then explained. It? Yeah, but that's who it was, wasn't it? I don't know. When they no, put the Louis Gossett the in the back of the car. The crashes in the first episode. No, who's the one that picked up Louis Gossett? I thought Remember that was she... a helicopter. Yeah, but who picked it up? It was probably the lady, the, the, who's the one who developed so respect the drug. Her? No, so the one who developed the drug. Oh, the Asian, Asian woman? lady. That's what it might That was her that took the grandfather? Yeah, because oh. that's where he, then she, she got his memories. She clearly was working with him. But how did she have the owl shipped up? She didn't I, have the owl ship. It was a helicopter. Who the hell helicopter. was that helicopter? That was just a regular helicopter it was that a picked helicopter. him up? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was somehow connected to them. I did, it was the owl ship crashes, but the owl ship is very visible in the first episode. Yeah. And, it's, and so the is the sheriff, Batman the Don guy. Jo- Don, Don Johnson's Johnson. character is flying the owl ship. Yeah. So it's like, wait, how does that happen? What's That's the what I mean. So, so I mean, it, it again... He wasn't there in front of the Watchmen. No, but it doesn't matter because they're taking... Why did all the police start wearing masks? But you know how they're doing this is that this show, instead of being really expansive, including the whole world, it's for the most that part, it's group just in Tulsa. Texas. Yeah. It's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma I mean, yeah. And everything is centered on Tulsa. Yeah. Anything happening outside of Tulsa is like, like we don't know where... Well, they showed the squid, but that was New York, wasn't it? Flashback. Yeah. Our storyline here is all centered on that small town. Yeah, racism yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the KKK and yeah, this, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. The whatever. Secret empire. So that's I think that's purposely it's like they're purposely landlocked. 
Yeah. So that they tell a story that's very much just that group of characters. Now, where's uh? So my where's what's his name? The one that's being trapped with the clones. He's on the moon. I don't know. I think he's been put in a. Well, he prison. could also be dreaming that. No, I thought he was in a prison put there by Doctor Manhattan. From that's here. what it feels like. But because when he was right. sending the bodies out and he got out to the moon, right. I'm like, oh, he's stuck on the moon. But how do we know where he's at? I mean, it also could be in his head. Oh, you think? Somebody said. Somebody even suggest. Well, again, this is. Like I think not he's spoilery. somehow in a prison. But what if it's somebody else has got his memories? Well, who's the guy that just showed up now with the mustache and put him on a trial? That was in the last week. He's another version of those guys who are all clones. Yeah, but who's who's the justice there? Why would they be putting a mustache? One of them puts a mustache on to be different. But they're all just basically cannon fodder. They've just been killed and they're thrown They're all out clones, the yeah. Yeah, so why would one be smarter than the rest? Because he seems to like they're disposable. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's somebody is in his dream. And so the way... Okay, we're going to ruin this all now. No, let's no, not no, spoil. No. Well, but that's just... To are me, they setting up to make a new Dr. Manhattan. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. That's what's about to happen. Maybe, yeah. Right? That's Possibly. what I'm thinking. Well, that's... Right. That's kind of seems to be the possibility. And then we just got the reveal with the... Either... Right. Yeah. So, anyways... Anyway. We were talking about the, 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 the guy who's We could turn this show. off and then talk no, about it. No, the guy who's doing the show... Damon Lindelof. He's, he said, after a couple episodes that aired, he said, I don't know, maybe this is a one-season one one series, one and done. Like and I thought, oh wow, that's a cool idea. And my, what we had talked about earlier, I was think, I started thinking on that line. I was thinking, well, if he doesn't do another, like if I if don't he think wants it's to too do one season, to walk away. right? If there's just one season, but maybe anthology-wise, like Castle Rock, the Stephen King thing, maybe yeah. that's why you take a little area in that world, yeah. a very defined area so you can of start Tulsa, telling, yeah. and then maybe some other. Filmmaker what they're doing now with the Walking says, Dead. Says I'm going to do season yeah. two, and it's going to be a different area, yeah. and a different cast. Yeah, that's what that would doing. be. But well, that's also what they did with True Detective. Yeah, in I other words, that. There were, they were they were trying to do different they swapped time out. frames or yeah. different characters because we don't need to see these same guys over no. multiple seasons. But it's been better than I thought because the first episode or two, I was like, I don't know about this. Yeah. And then I'm like, wow, this is really good. So yeah. much to the point now, I go, oh, it's Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. So it's like The Mandalorian. I actually yeah. look forward to being up tomorrow morning because... Oh, is that one? It's, oh. It drops at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh, but, okay. So I'll wake up at 7 o'clock and watch it before oh, okay. I start the day. I go, The Mandalorian's on. But tomorrow, well, that was the other thing that was funny when I walked in the... Baby Yoda? Jay at the comic store. Yeah. He goes, is it just... I don't, he said, I don't know if I'm the only one, but aren't you sick of seeing Baby Yoda yet? And I'm like... We're looking at the other guy, and we're like, no? no. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I walked in, and he goes, so where's the review? I go, of what? He goes, of The Mandalorian. I go, I didn't write one. He goes, I was waiting to see it. I go, I didn't know it was on the clock. And he goes, yeah. I go, well, it's like a Western, and it's good, and okay. It's, what was telling When I first saw it, I said yeah. to Rachel, I said, so there's Brian Posehn. It's Lone Wolf, Wolf and Cub. That's what yeah. I said, too. I go, I already read this comic book. No, it's, it's And I think well it's funny that the little Yoda can't... I mean, it's little tiny baby steps. Yeah. So by the time that guy walks across the room, it's going to take Baby Yoda an hour to get there. It's like, dude, he can't walk that fast. Yeah. You know? That was funny. Baby. I think people just like saying the word Baby Yoda. I just... I think that so far they have not overused him. Baba Yaga. Which is good. Yeah. He's got limits to what he can do. Yeah. So that's good. Um, I like the well, first... Baby Yoda, you mean? Yeah. Oh. Again, we keep going. <laughs> Did you see the funniest thing I put up on uh, Facebook today? 
Uh, somebody took the old uh, A-Team theme song and they sent it to the Mandalorian. <laughs> it was. It actually works really well. That's I think fun. that theme song works with anything. Yeah. And it says, uh, set between episode three and episode four, this Mandalorian was hired to ta- deliver this child. <laughs> However, he because of his own conflict with his morals, <laughs> he cannot do it. Now they travel the wayside or whatever. If you need help and you can find them, you can get the Mandalorian. And they do the music. And you see, like, they're fighting too. And then there's little baby Yoda. He's got the machine guns going and the ships. And then they cut to, like, and you see, hey, baby Yoda. And that ends with, like, everything falling apart and baby Yoda's lifting that cow thing up. It works well. I'm like, it's amazing how the theme to the A team is, like, the universal. You can put that one. Next funeral you go to, put the A-Team theme on and watch the whole crowd jump up and clap. I was talking about that. My son had... You do know how the show ends, though, already. I already said I know how the ending is. Because did you watch episode four last week when he went to save the village? Yeah. And the girl tries to take his helmet off. Yeah. And he goes, I can't because once I take this off, I'm not a Mandalorian anymore. It's just like the old Western. Right. Once I hang these guns up, I can't be a gunslinger. I'm going to have to be a farmer. So eventually when the show does come to an end... Right which isn't anytime soon because it's been so popular. Right. It'll end with just the shot with that the helmet. That one show has got to be driving all of the Disney Plus Are you kidding me? Wait, and you know what it is? When this ends, then I think Falcon and oh, so Winter Soldier. I mean, they're probably going to... How gonna, many episodes of Mandalorian? I think it's like 12 or something. Oh, okay. So they're going to so time it out. No, but it sure enough ain't going to be that Jeff Goldblum show. Yeah. I don't think people are spending Well, because they're doing like the... Um, when you think about like the number of episodes they're doing with... Like the DC Universe ones, yeah, the ten they, or twelve. Yeah. They were they really can't go more than a they shouldn't go more than a couple of weeks between because there's really nothing else. There's nothing on, on there. there. Old cartoons I mean, are not keeping me on. You there. know, more power to you if you love all the DC cartoons or whatever. I've seen them, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I, I really don't have a burning. I don't have to watch them again. The yeah. only thing other, other than that were some of the documentaries were. Yeah, I watched all those and the ma- and, the DC and, uh, University the things. The fact that you could look at comics online was yeah. kind of fun if you don't For a have little bit. five million comics at home. I know, <laughs> but, it, but watch reading them on the TV screen was not the best. Yeah, yeah. But it's cool that they're there. Yeah. Um, as I said, I don't know how we get paid for that. Oh, that's another story. I, when I first logged in, I went, oh, look, Shazam, Power Shazam's on there. And I started looking at him, and I was like, am I going to get dime? screwed? Am yeah. I going to check for this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get screwed out of that. There's still not everything on there, though, DC. I think yeah. they've got a lot, but I still think there's some stuff that... Well, no, they got the Green Lantern cartoon on. Yeah. They've got some Warner Brothers stuff. Well, there's a I think lot. they should have tied it in just to a Warner Brothers channel, and they would have had more content. Because well, Palmiotti was going on about Disney. He goes... Look, I don't have little kids. Honestly, there's not anything compelling yeah. on this Disney Plus well, for me G-rated. to watch. It's, like, it's all G-rated, yeah. you know, until they tie in with, like, Hulu or Netflix. There's so many shows on yeah. there. You can watch cartoons. You yeah. can watch adult Well, there's a lot and, of content on the Disney channel. Oh, there is, but Disney a lot Plus. of it's kind of but it's, tailored it's, right, to a certain demo. Right. Right. It's not as wide ranging like, as Netflix because it's like of the, the Disney fact theme that it's parks. Disney. It's very it's safe. It's very family it's oriented. It's very family oriented, yeah. yeah. Whereas DC, the DC Universe is oh, very God, adult. No. Yeah. You know what, though? I gotta admit, that whole Robin dropping the F-bomb every too much, it's too excessive. Well, it's all like, those shows have You that. just had to do it once yeah. or twice to establish it's an adult show. Talk to Jeff Johns about that. Oh, my God. Why? Is he for pushing this? 
Well, who's in charge of all those shows? Is he in charge of that one? He's the producer. Oh, it's on it's, all it's, those. Kind of, it's embarrassing. Honestly, I just think it's excessive. It's so forced. It's excessive, yeah, and, it's like, and when you use it so this, much, because we're old guys, when you use it so much, no, it dilutes no, no. the power of it. I think even it. newer people I watching it. I think it dilutes it. the power of it when you use it all the time. Robin saying it one time only would have been enough. Yeah. Saying it every five minutes, it's like okay, now what? I was amazed. You like the Batman guy, don't you? I did. He did when he was in the strip club and he did yeah, the yeah, thing. No, he did, yeah, I yeah. said that was actually that pretty was smart. And he did look like He's Adam, West Adam West. West yeah. Old Adam West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like how he keeps breaking Robin's balls. He's like, oh, is yeah. that how we're gonna do things now? Yeah, no, that's we're gonna funny, beat people like up. But I would love to thing. see his Batman though. Yeah. I would like, well, how's he handling stuff though? Well, at the end of the first season, they showed Batman. Yeah, but not. I want to see it in violent. I like the Superboy. I thought that was the best. I would watch that all day long. I said if they had a show with him. In crypto, yep. boom! I, you get Chased my take my money, this, right? You know, yeah. On the run, yeah. that's a great show. The kid playing is good. He's good. The, the, the dog's a great. Tom Welling going yeah, he there. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's, it's not overdone. Yeah, that's a great show. Uh, Hawk and Dove are actually okay. Yeah, and uh, Robin, I did notice you said he kept putting his hands good. He's getting a little bit weird proportions there, but I wonder if he's just like too many leg days. Something happened. He's definitely he's thick trunk very thighs. Thick. Yeah. yeah, it's like what happened there. And uh, I got used to everybody on the show. Why can't they get Flash on there? They're being catty. Why can't they get Kid Flash? Yeah. Well, because it's probably because Cause of it's the on show. the Flash TV yeah, show. Oh, uh, that was. There's a question Aqualab for you. One here's of them. a question for you. I've been watching Flash. Well, here's a question though. Crisis. Yeah. It's gonna wipe all these people out. No, I was thinking about this. I was thinking like, doesn't. Firestorm still exists. I know they they didn't they jumped re- onto Legends, but then they retire. How did he leave Legends? He split up with the professor. Right, but if your if your worlds are dying, shouldn't shouldn't Firestorm show up in? Maybe he will in Crisis. But I haven't seen any tease of it. You know what I'm saying? Didn't you after drawing? I guess he's not coming in at that. No, I'm just saying it's like there were certain ones I was thinking. Well, what about the the uh, Jesse Quick? What about? Oh yeah, she was on another planet. You know, what about Earth the, three? Oh, she's dead then. That's why. What he about was there. what about um, Obsidian and whatever else exists? Remember they introduced Obsidian. But they they're a different Adam Earth. Smasher though. too. Yeah. But this is Crisis on Infinite Earth. But they must have been wiped out when one of the Earths got wiped. out. I'm just saying, if you're trying to populate, by the way, you've already developed you would know all those. This. Yeah. Remember the Freedom Fighters? Yes. Uncle Sam has powers as big as the Spectre. Did I miss that? When was this? Just two or three weeks ago in that new Freedom Fighters miniseries is going on. Apparently about. he can summon up the energy of the United States of America. Well he used to have yeah, he used to have he What used the hell is that all about? He took power from like the, the, the patriotism. The, yeah, yeah. 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 What is that? What does that mean? I didn't know that apparently he used an issue nine. Yeah. And it said he was on Spectre level. I've heard Phantom the book Stranger. was good. I have not. No, read I haven't. It. It's Someone already on issue really eleven, good. but I don't yeah. want to jump on now. I might as well yeah. wait for the trade. But the thing of it is, yeah, he fought somebody off with these giant supernatural powers. Yeah. I'm like, I just thought he was a guy that ran yeah. around in an Uncle Sam suit. I no, had no had idea some, he had these mystical powers. I think powers. he has some because they even did that. You remember the Alex Ross? Yeah. He did that thing, and it was like it was. He was at a low point. He was like almost like wasn't he shown as like a homeless guy or a bum on the street or something? Yeah. It's because everybody lost faith in America. I know. What was that? That was that. That was what he did in that miniseries, or he did like a two part. X. No, he did a two part uh, painted. Um, Freedom Fighters. Uncle Sam comic. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was after after Kingdom. After he did those big trades that he was after doing. Kingdom Come. Before those, I think. I'll have to go look it yeah, up. It's a, it was Is like it on two, my DC Universe? I'll go watch it. You should check. 
But it was it, it seemed like they were tying that clearly must have existed. Somebody must have. Come I just up with never knew what the characters' powers were. It but was, they were all characters they bought from. And probably like if you if you believe in him, just like Jesus. No, they said like Tinker Bell. They said <laughs> you it, believe it gets, in him. Or if Jesus gets, or Tinkerbell. Come on, it's Christmas. Let's not. No, but they've we're done do this, that right they've now. They've done it in, in like in comics where when Jesus the, doesn't the summon old powers gods because of people's no, I'm saying, faith. But when the old gods, you know, fade away, they fade away because people don't believe in them anymore. Right. Right. So it's that type of thing is what the Uncle Sam's right. power was. You were thinking of Tinkerbell. Clap okay. your hands if you believe in Tinkerbell. Okay. She gets her powers back. Jesus doesn't have that. It's I not like he's on the cross. He squashed like, that grasshopper hey, because hey, he's freaked me out. I know. I didn't realize he, he was talking. About? He's like, wait, that's where the voice was coming Jiminy from? Jiminy Cricket. That's just a little hat. It's Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> so all those characters came from the Fawcett universe? or No, those were Wiz? from Quality Comics. Quality. They bought them all, so along quality, with Blackhawk. Quality was Firebrand. Firebrand. Midnight was like a spirit takeoff. Yeah. Um, Plastic Man. Doll Man. Uncle Obviously, Sam, Uncle Sam, uh, the Phantom, Phantom Lady, Lady uh, Black Hawk, Human Bomb, the Black, Black Condor. Was it Black Hawk? Black Condor and Black Hawk was a, yeah. Those were all published, but Black, the Con, Black Condor was part of the Freedom Fighters. Oh. Whereas Black Hawk was its own comic. And they didn't start doing those into comics into the seventies because I remember reading the Justice League met them. No, DC published them. They they must have incorporated that stuff in the in the forties or fifties. Because DC but I, was the first time I ever them. heard about them was in the 70s yeah. when their book came out, The Freedom Fighters. Blackhawks. The Blackhawks. No, not the Blackhawks. I'm talking about The Freedom Fighters. Yeah. Well, they revived them. Yeah. Um, but Plastic Man was published up until the. But aren't 50s. they on the Earth X where the Nazis won the war? That's what, yeah, Len Wein, I think, yeah. placed them on Earth X. And but they the got wiped time. out in the first crisis then. I don't remember. Um, that's what I'm saying. It's confusing now. Well, that's what I mean. That's the thing. It's like there's no characters that have a, a linear continuity. continuity that goes back to the 40s, except for the JSA. Yeah. You know, all the other characters have been like rebooted and and all that. Um, Did you know there was a Monsters League? There was the Monster Society of Evil, but then there was a Monster League of Evil that came out. There was all monsters like Frankenstein and the Mummy and the Wolfman. You mean, well, DC they, did something. DC did something. They brought them back. The New now. 52. Yeah, but they just brought them back. They had and, yeah. Frankenstein. And yeah. The Frankenstein yeah. and the agents of something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, then Sergeant Rock led a band of yeah. the well, it was like the, they had the freedom. Something. Well, they had the... Uh, um, Monster Squad or something. The War of the Time Forgot and... Sergeant Rock the, and his oh creature commander creature commander yeah, yeah, yeah. were the uh, yeah fighting the World War Two yeah Dracula we thought that was a good idea those things ran a long time oh come on they were kind of a way around the comics code I think was that how they did it yeah. they couldn't do Nazis vampires or no, they could do Nazis but they couldn't do vampires they couldn't do any supernatural stuff so they made them into soldiers or is something. that how they got around it I think wow, so that's a lot because of I think work they, they, they started in the 60s and the comics yeah, 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 didn't yeah, yeah. change until the 70s yeah. when Marvel had the Ghost Rider and Son yeah, of Satan and, the, and all those Morbius yeah. how did Son of Satan ever become a comic <laughs> the cover always would get me I'm like, I, seriously? I thought it was great but I was seriously? just always like with all the religious uh, I always fanatics, thought War like, Hell was amazing to me that that cover yeah. was there and I bought that War as Hell. I got it from Pat for like a dollar, and then turned out to be issue nine is a big deal because apparently that's the first death appearance. You know, the Thanos' death oh, oh, with the purple yeah, yeah, coat. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I just thought it was a war comic. Yeah. But they go, no, that's the first official appearance of the Death God or in Marvel Universe. I'm like, whatever, buddy, whatever. 
No, it's funny, but yeah, they, there was a lot of stuff like that that you look at it and you go, what the heck are people thinking here? But like Son of Satan All was in the 70s. Howard the Duck? It just, no, Son of Satan is the one that just jumps out because... Well, then they had Satana, they had daughter of Satan. Satana, right. No, yeah. But Satana was originally in a magazine, which yeah, she was, like, and that's, okay, that's, and that's clearly where we got Howard the Duck. More adult. It's just weird when you have a newsstand a comic that's called Son of Satan. This it's is, just funny how you would, it would never happen today in no, that same way. You know no. what I mean? It's just funny that in the 70s, more Marvel, they, they were like, care. hey, that's I got a good ring to well, it. DC had son, the de- S-S. They had the demon. But they like the allure of kind of like S- Son of Satan, you know, like Silver Surfer. <laughs> that's Stan for you. Yeah. Alliteration, baby. I think it's just funny. I mean, I, I remember I reading I have those. the books. I, I have them. I reading. bought them. They're in a... When we went to Black Cat, he had a whole pile of them. They're like, here, I'll take them. I probably still have the ones I bought when I was a teenager. Really? I'm sure I do. Oh. Wait till they make the Funko Pop of Son of Satan. Yeah. No. That's going to be a TV show now. That's what I was That's what I saying. It's just kind of funny to think about it in those terms. It's like mass... Because a comic well, book is a, a mass media Yeah, but the devil was thing. a big thing back in the 70s. Yeah, the, no, the Exorcist, the Omen, the Rosemary, the Rosemary Baby. Babies. Right. Satan was Satan was popular with the kids back then. <laughs> it's just that during that time, yeah, you know, religious. Uh, it wasn't like there was a. I lot think of, religion got crazier in the eighties, in the seventies. With Jerry Falwell and yeah. what was the other guy, Jimmy Swagger, oh, or heck, Roberts? Yeah, the, the, the Living the Seven Hundred Club. Oh my my God. dad used to watch that. Uh, uh, Robert Shore, Shore, Sugar, Sugar. Well, there were cer- certain guys. My that dad were, would watch yeah, there on were Sunday certain mornings. Guys who were like, Bishop Fulton Fulton Sheen Fulton Sheen was like a he was a big but there were some of them were more inspirational than money grubbing that's what wasn't the 700 Club just a big money it was a big money grubbing thing and they would come on and 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 the Crystal Cathedral yeah the big thing they would cry on TV it's a righteous gemstone yeah yeah, yeah. you know oh that new show with uh, the big guy yeah, all of those. Are What's like his that. name? From uh, John Goodman. John Goodman. Yeah. Uh, we Danny lost a McBride. lot of weight now, so Danny McBride. I can't call him the big guy. But it just—it's just funny. I mean, at that point, they had a lock on everything. Yeah. You know, they really well, people did. People didn't. Where were you going to go? I mean, you only had a couple Kennedy, channels. Kennedy was like unusual because he was the first Catholic yes. president. It's like, holy cow! That's crazy to think about. You know, what, Catholics being kind of looked down on. <laughs> oh no. I remember Owen was listening to the uh, Superman radio show and Superman versus the Klan. Yeah. Except they don't call it the Klan. They call it like the, the Brotherhood of the, the, the Brotherhood of the something cross or something like that. I can't remember what it was. The Burning Cross. <laughs> it was something weird. So we're listening to it and they get on the radio. And it's so funny. The guys writing that radio show, they're trying to tell you a good moral. Like, you know, don't look down upon right. people based on race right, or whatever. Right. And they're like, and there's uh, Jimmy Wong. He and I were together. Well, we were fighting the Japanese during World War II. Right. I'm like, wait a second. It's right. okay to kill them, but right. we're suddenly we're well, not supposed to do that. The yeah, time. they were our enemies. But it's so weird. Like, it depends on your point of view. So they get the guy up there, and he's like, yeah. What are you, a dirty Catholic? Yeah, that's what he says to the guy. He goes, yeah, you want to join our club. By the way, you're not one of them Catholics. Are oh, you? And no one's listening. He looks at me and goes... What's wrong with Catholic? I don't know. What is wrong with Catholic? And you start to hear this, like, what's this But that this was coming from the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're like, we don't take any of those Jews or those right, Catholics, right. too. I'm like, wait, what's going on here? And that was on the radio back in 1946, yeah. maybe? 47? Yep. Is it that was, when it was? It was like, it must have been a big deal well, back started, then. it started, it was one of the first license things. It was like the no, early 40s. No, but for him to, for Superman yeah. to be talking yeah, yeah. out yeah. on the public radio yeah. against the right. Klan and, and stuff. And now it's like, hey, kids. 
No, there's a comic book. They're all well intentioned individuals. They all came out as a. There's many fine individuals in that group. I don't know what's. They just published that now. DC did. Yeah. They did it in a smaller version though, right, digest like size, kid size, kid size book. Something, Brotherhood of the something. Thing. But the funny thing is, I remember listening to that. It was an education because they were talking about how things work and yeah. you know, collect dues, and yeah. it was just like that movie that came out a year or so ago with um, yeah, the clans. The clans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same type of thing. You're like, wow, what a what a money making thing this is. It's it is interesting though how these big groups you think, work. Well, no, I was going to say, like, all that's an offshoot of Civil War. You'd think that a war that was settled and won... Would have been forgotten. Would yeah, have been, 150 like, years talk ago. About, yeah. Talk about people assimilating. You know, I mean, Ugh. this is the argument about immigrants. They have to assimilate. Well, here's, like, a whole culture that never gave up on this. They're they're just as good as, like, the, that Japanese guy who's on the island... Yeah, 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 yeah. ...who thinks he's fighting World War II 30 years later. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Except these guys have the benefit of... Education and news media. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just a strange thing. Well, on that happy Christmas note, <laughs> that's about it. Is that a happy Christmas note? No, it's not really, but so, it is what it is. So you covered a lot today, is Jerry. Is it crazy that the Christmas is as Two near weeks, as it three is? Three weeks today? Or is it more crazy that the last of the current Star Wars movies is only two weeks away? Does that seem more unusual that I don't even care that it's coming out usually the build up to a Star Wars movie would be like crazy I can't, I think get, I'm no curious. I want to see it yeah. I just want to see how J.J. gets out of this one that's what the <laughs> they should just call it Star Wars Episode 9 how J.J. gets out of this the escape artist out of the last Jedi <laughs> the, the scroll comes up uh, recovering from the effects of the Ryan Johnson's last Jedi J.J. Abrams has to try to piece this together in two hours and make people happy again. Good luck. Go watch The Mandalorian. Here's the scroll, Baby Yoda. The scroll at the end up, of it, Baby Yoda's there. At the yeah, end. yeah, the yeah. scroll comes up and it just ends like there's only three lines. Yeah. It's, yeah. Episode, Wait, uh, we don't know what's happening. <laughs> dot, 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 dot. By the way, here's Baby Yoda. Yeah, we love Baby Yoda. Yeah. yeah. That's how it ends. I think they wrap it all up. There's going to be a scene where they flash back to everybody somehow. Harrison like Ford, Carrie Fisher, De Niro, they're all. They're like, all what de-aged. are these guys doing in this? Like, movie? wait, was Robert De Niro? Was he? A, hey, was he the Emperor? Was he a Jedi? I don't remember. <laughs> Joe Pesci. Uh, Joe, wait, I don't remember Jimmy, him as Yoda. Jimmy Hoffa the Hutt. I don't yeah, know yeah. what happened. <laughs> Joe Pesci is Yoda. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a little cackling thing. <laughs> Robert De Niro's character is uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, and then you get like <laughs> the Irishman, <laughs> the Mandalorian. Martin Scorsese. We'll see how it ends. I don't know. Am I looking forward to it? That, there's really nothing this holiday season I'm dying to see. Star Wars, and that's it. Usually they have a couple movies on Christmas, but I've I'm like... I've seen a couple things teased, and but then I forget about them immediately. That Then they can't be that yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't... It's just that you don't really know I'm curious to see Black Widow. They showed that trailer yesterday. Oh, yeah. I want to see Birds of Prey, I think. I don't know. It It'll looks be fun. It's gonna, it looks it's a little out there. Yeah. And that's there's not a lot of big comic book movies next year. Wonder Woman will be out. Well, when does uh, Black Widow come May first. So we have Wonder Woman's July, February, May, and then June for Wonder Woman. And then, uh, and then Eternals is in the fall. Is it that far? November. Along? Yeah. There's been no word on. Oh that. no, they're filming it now. They had a bomb threat on set. But I know they have casting. No, they're news, filming. But doesn't it, isn't it usually a year out from when they, or more than a year out from when they finish filming? They've already been filming since October. They have officially been filming, so that's really got to be a tight set. There was a, a bomb set. threat on the set. You okay. didn't see that a couple weeks. They had to evacuate no. the set. And they had no. 
Yeah, somebody had called him a bomb threat. They're filming it over in the islands near Hawaii or something. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe that's why you don't see much. It's off-site. So. I just saw about the base up in Pearl Harbor. Oh, yeah, some somebody shot some military yeah. uh, guy. Uh, I guess he had some problem yeah. with his co-workers or something. Yeah. Not to be insensitive. But it happens so much now, I don't even know. These people should just take themselves out they of it should. before they no, take out innocent yeah. people. Yeah. If you really don't want to be around... Then just leave it. everybody alone. I know that's alone. insensitive, yeah. but I'm just saying that for the sake of innocent people, not for, you know, obviously people need... No, to I know, I understand, but I, I see that too. Whenever that happens, I go, really? You can't help everybody. I mean, I'm, I'm Superman, but I don't think you can help everybody. You can try, but people need to help themselves. Ooh. You know what I mean? And that's the holiday spirit. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes. No, maybe if we'll come back. What you want we'll do Christmas. a review of the uh, Star Wars movie we'll before Christmas. Christmas. No, that'll be out on the 19th. Yeah. We're also to see that at 6 o'clock <laughs> on Thursday, two weeks from today. And then we'll have a review at 8.30. And then that'll be the Christmas one. Are you going to do any, uh, any uh, radio show? Talk about your, yeah, you're doing that thing on Saturday? Tomorrow I'm doing it. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, okay. And then I'm back on Monday. Yeah. I have two shows. So tomorrow you're doing Toys for Tots? At 6.20, and then Monday at 7.30 I'll be up doing a talk about Star Wars. That's cool. To prepare for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. And then they're on vacation. And well, tell everybody what you're going to be dressed as tomorrow. I'll be dressed as uh, Chubby Captain America again. Yeah. Yeah. One day I'm going to freak them out. Just come in and take off the fat suit and be like ripped like Steve Rogers. It's been a fake all along. Oh my God! He wow, that makeup suit. was amazing. Exactly. It'd be like the makeup you had on at that, that set. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, three inches of yeah, yeah. Base makeup. Yeah. Yeah. That's they about should, it. Like instead of doing makeup, what they should do, like when you're old, they should like poke Peel a hole. Off. No, yeah. they poke a hole in like your somewhere where it won't show and a loose part out. of skin, yeah. and they just put like a suction thing to so suck all the air out. So your skin gets pulled tight, tight against your like, skull. Like, and they say, wow, doesn't he look young? Like the red skull? <laughs> Did you see the new Mad About You show? Oh, no. With Helen Hunt? Yeah. I'm not going to talk. Well, they're all old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's been sharing yeah. this. You don't look like you did 20, 30 years ago either. Ago. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? If, what? If you're old and you smile, yeah. it makes you look younger. I guess. You don't, you don't get the same. I don't pulls smile. everything else. It, you know, you don't see the double chin and all that. Yeah, something. So you just walk around with a big smile on your face all the time. Keep on smiling. That's why I'm a, I'm a right age to play the Joker. It's right. Sequel. You and uh, no, Meg, he won't do Meg, it again. Uh, so I'll do a new one. What was the girl's name? Meg. Girl oh. was married to uh, <laughs> Harry Miss Sally. That's oh, okay. her name. Meg Ryan. Ryan. Meg Ryan. Yeah, she kind of has that Jack Nicholson, Jack Napier thing going on right now. Boy, this is real vindictive. We're getting mean on the show today. I'm not, you're the one who mentioned me, that. Me, you're the one who talking about the clan. No. Okay, well, I can All poke right. fun at the clan. Yeah, anybody can. Yeah, I'm poking fun at me All right. being old. Because it right. was my birthday. I know, so there and we you go. you bought me pizza. Is Thank this full you. circle? Yes. That's how we wrap it's it up. It's a circle of life. You're going to lift me up yeah, on yeah. the No, that's you're gonna dirty dancing. You're going to lift me up dancing. to the sun. No, no, that's... <laughs> like a Lion King. Lion King. I can never hear that song Everybody's Working for the Weekend without thinking of Chris Farley It was on the radio the other day I was changing channels It's like Everybody's working over Do you remember when he was trying to be the Chippendale dancer with Patrick Swayze and they were both trying out for it and then at the end they go we're not going to take you and he's just completely sweaty and he's got the collar on the cufflinks and he's so fat and they're like and he goes okay I know He's funny. He's gone. He's been gone for 20-something years now. But his brother lives in town, you know that. 
No, Chris not. Farley's brother, Peter Farley, lives right around here. He looks just like him. I've seen Is him at the bookstore. Yeah. Because he's a, he was raised he's in Wisconsin. He's in Wisconsin, yeah. but the brother lives out here. So, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Everybody's working <laughs> overtime. <laughs> All right, I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing, LLC. The folks that bring you the terrific Comic-Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening.